Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I present to you Red Spotlight Entertainment. Spotters, welcome to the end of the year program. I am your host, Kyle Lira. Today, with me, I have two very special people who never seem to leave. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Um, the year is ending, and I couldn't be happier about that. Um, yeah, it's gonna get worse, but uh, dun dun dun. Here we go. At least we're still talking, yeah. That's I didn't expect that. Did yeah. you? No. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, uh, we had a heck of a year uh, in terms of uh, films and films, I guess. So all of us are going to go around the round table and talk about our top 10 favorite films of 2016. Maybe get into uh, our worst. Who knows? Let's see how it goes. And then uh, it's like uh, it's like that Kate Capshaw song, "Anything Goes," or wasn't that Tony Bennett? I think so. Anything I think goes. so. Uh, and then uh, maybe we'll get into our most anticipated films of two thousand six seventeen. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> seventeen was the last night. And then uh, and then we'll uh, pay tribute to the fallen uh, later fallen. later on. Yes, that's yes. twenty seventeen. Dude, that, dude, that's the way Carrie would want it. Yeah. <laughs> the revenge. Anyway, so without further ado, here is Red Spotlight Entertainment number 37. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And we are here, ladies and gentlemen. Up first on the plate, we have Peter... And he is going to give us his top 10 films of 2016. Peter, take it away. All right. Like the rebel I am, I'm already breaking the rules. It is not 10, it is 5. You fucker. <laughs> and this is the thing. If you know me, you know I'm bad at lists. Yeah. I am terrible at lists. And I did not see even, I think, half of the films that I wanted to see for 2016. So it felt it felt wrong of me to make a best of 2016 without oh shit and someone died without possibly come on now the world's gonna stop because someone got shot we need to continue um, we're kidding it's fireworks <laughs> um, which would probably happen throughout just to be careful yeah so I, I give myself two guidelines. Okay. I picked films. I, I tried to not pick films that I thought might be on your guys' list. Although I think a good chunk of them will probably be on some of your guys' lists. But you lists. saw films that we didn't see, I believe. Some. There are some that we didn't see. Some. 
And um, it's okay if you had the if you had the same uh, same amount. Yeah. Same. Uh, same. Same names. And I also picked films that I felt were went a little bit under the radar. Okay. Not 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 like um qua not like when I mean under the radar I mean as far as making money. Okay. Like there are good films they weren't blockbuster films but they weren't also like little indie darlings they're going to sweep all the award shows. Right. They're, they're sort of in between. Okay. And they didn't I don't think made the money that was necessary. It was equal to their quality rise i would above, say alexis, rise, above. <laughs> rise above alexis yeah we, we're, we're getting earthquakes fireworks and a dog won't shut up this is beautiful All 2017 right, here, we here we go here we go so let me start and this is in no particular order okay uh the, the first one i have written down here is 10 cloverfield lane okay which i really enjoy i've seen it twice now yeah, it, it's a really nice little film. It, you know, it, it really is. I have to give credence to that one because I also really enjoyed that one. Uh, John Goodman's performance, man, oh, he's a treasure. And John Goodman is a, nas- is a national treasure. like you're here to that. Very, very intimidating. Like you, you're like you feel like this uneasiness every time he's on screen. It, 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 the film really plays out like they took an old Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, and just um. Turned it into a film. It felt very bare bones. Yeah, it, it's bare bones. Not a lot is going on. It's it's mu- a lot about the atmosphere and just the question of what exactly is going on. And all the the actors the actors were great. John Goodman stole the film. Mary yeah. Elizabeth Winstead. Oh my God, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She was fantastic as the heroine. But that was Julio's on. big crush. I can't remember the guy, but I've seen him in other things, and and he's he's really great. Yeah, and I know a lot of people have a problem with the ending because it goes a little Hollywood with the ending, but I really liked it. To me, that was the, the little cherry on top, and, yeah. it, and, it, and it pulled together some some threads, and it pulled uh, the main heroine story together. It really and did. It, so that was uh, one of them. The other one, I don't know, if you guys have seen this one, is Green Room. Anton Yelchin was in that film. Yes. Was his final performance in a film, or but that was before Star Trek? I don't know if it was his final. I know, because Star Trek came after. Okay. H- have you seen this film, uh, Kyle? No, I have not. And I've heard a I lot have, of about this film. Though. I have not heard about it, neither. Tell me about it. It is tense as shit. It's, it's a really good film. And uh, I just... Not to get too sidetracked, but... Really, of all the the deaths this year that really hit me, the celebrity deaths, Anton Yelchin's mm. really hit me the hardest, because he he's yeah, just whole so young. He he he's just he was such a great actor, and this film really shows it. <clears throat> and you know he was in any any interview, and anyone who knew him would say he was just such a great great guy. And oh God, there's no justice in this world. But as far as the film goes, not only is he great in the lead. But Patrick Stewart is great as the main villain. Oh, Patrick of, Stewart's in it. He's he plays a neo Nazi leader oh, who shit. runs a a punk a bar. Mm-hmm. And the, the the basic premise is the, these are he's he's in a, a punk he's a leader of this punk band that plays at this neo Nazi bar and they accidentally see something that they're not supposed to see. Oh, okay. So what what happens? It turns into a cat and mouse game of them trying to escape 
while him and his cronies of uh, neo-Nazis try and kill that them. That sounds fantastic. I'd it's, watch it right now. Yeah, no, believe me, it's a great film. And there's a, it goes certain places, like, you start to th- expect, okay, it's going to turn out this way. But it doesn't go that way. And then someone gets a shock into the face, and you're like, oh my god, god. it's not going this way. I love the, yeah, yeah, that yeah. feeling where you think it's going to go in one direction, and then it just gets in 180 all the way. It yeah. sounds like a very uh, edge-of-your-seat kind yeah. of film. It, it's, oh, yeah. it's a thriller. And to me, um, <coughs> it's very familiar <coughs> to... Ten Cloverfield Lane, and the and they're like they're not horror films; they're more thriller. Thrillers always throw me. Thriller off. suspense. Yeah, thriller suspense. Which and, it could be a subgenre of horror, yeah. but not all the way to horror. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, which is I would say comedy, is The Nice Guys. Oh, okay. Shane Black. That's what I want to see too. I it's, like Shane Black. Shane Black is great, and and I don't know if you see another one of his films that. Didn't really get the big buzz when it came out that it deserved. Kiss, kiss, bang, has. bang. Kiss, kiss. Have you seen it? I saw it ages ago. Okay. What I remember RPG is that I really love the atmosphere that it brought. And when I saw it, I didn't even know it was a Shane Black film. I didn't know what it was at all. I was just up late one night and it was on TV and I started watching and I was like, I love this film. It's hilarious. <laughs> right. Um, with Robert Downey Jr. and um, Val Kilmer had amazing chemistry. Right. But this one... Uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, what's his name? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, same thing. Damn. Just just great chemistry. And the story, it's funny because the story is really convoluted. It's like these weird deals and the death of a porn star that they're investigating. Sounds funny. Set in the 70s. The story, honestly, the story does not matter at all. Yeah. It, it's more about seeing these two characters interact and along right. with his daughter, who I don't know who the daughter was, but she was a good child actress. And it's just... Mm. A solid, like, all of these that I've mentioned so far are small films. But they're solid. But they're just such solid films. And memorable for what I imagine. Look, I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. Um, the marketing campaign for The Nice Guys always struck me as a bit desperate. Even that whole bit in front of the Oscars, which we all saw together here. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like, okay, how much are they? They're really trying to push this movie. Mm-hmm. Which, quality-wise, you could see why. But still, it should be addressed how... how Poorly, this movie performed at the box office. Yeah, that that that's one of the reasons I, I want to put it on the list because it's one of those films where it's like, I really wish people had gone and it's seen it. It's the prime example yeah. when people ask, why doesn't Hollywood make original movies? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't see them. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I didn't see it. In the yeah, <laughs> I'm part of the problem. I'll admit that. You went but to I saw see... it eventually. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> you went to go see every comic book movie that came out this year. I saw freaking Alice, and I didn't see this film. <laughs> That's how much of a cancer I am, and I and I own I own up to that. I really do. It's terrible. I hate it. But you know, you, you do what you got to do. Um, the other one, which probably won't surprise you, is Kubo. Kubo, Kubo and the, the Two, two strings. strings. I've heard yeah. amazing, outstanding things about yeah, it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of praise. It's great. I lo- the animation. Can't stop listening to it. <laughs> Seriously, but continue. <laughs> There's a little hatred. On Alexis. Oh, there's no hatred. Ag- no, I'm not. There's no hatred against Kubo. It's the people who praise it. Continue. So me. <laughs> Don't Damn. throw shade. You be open. It's 2017. I'm not throwing new shade. Year, I'm new... openly insulting you. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a difference. New year, new you. Right. What <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Got> the <bullshit>. shit? <laughs> Stupid bullshit. No, but um, I, the animation I think alone would be worth it. It looks. It, it looks extremely it, gorgeous, and it looks unique for an mm-hmm. animated film. And we should mention though, um, right now, as far as the Academy is concerned, it's still in the running 
yeah. for best visual effects. And that's is the first really? time an animated movie has been in the running since... The only other animated movie that got nominated for this was The Nightmare Before Christmas for wow. visual effects. Holy so shit. It's, I think it's a dark horse. I'm not sure it'll get nominated, but it's still, it's still in the running, technically speaking. And I really think it should be. And I think it's about time people appreciated Laika. Laika, yeah. The, the last three films, while uh, I, I think Coraline is sort of a modern-day children's Look, class. I'll say this. Look, I love yeah. that film. Coraline, Coraline is, is amazing. So I like, wasn't Coraline. expecting to yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And like it kind of has like this sick, twisted kind of kind of vibe. Like it's a great fairy tale film. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's gonna go the way of like the Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah, I where think it's so. the modern day classic. And the other I, films you mentioned were Paranorman and Box I love Trolls. Paranorman. Right. Box Trolls is a little bit like younger kids, but, but it's still, still a really good film, really enjoyable. And all three of those were nominated for the animated feature. Really? So, yeah, Laika has extraordinary consistency oh. in this uh, category. But none of their films have ever One. been. But even I'm just talking financially, financially successful. like big blockbuster money, mm-hmm. and freaking I'd, every other animated film. I, I guarantee you, The Boss Baby is probably going to make twice well, of what Kubo DreamWorks has always found some kind of success in moderation. But I think mm-hmm. the big one for you is Illumination. Yeah, Illumination gets crazy attention. And, and just crazy does business. not deserve it at all. <laughs> the kind of business that Illumination is doing is the like kind of business that Laika should be doing. Although, and, to be fair, though, Illumination knows how to market their films. The mainstream, if positive or negative, they market their films really successfully. They market their Toy films. Toy Story so with much. pets. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, it was that movie. But it still was the number one original opening animated film of all time. You know why? You know what does it? They market their films like no tomorrow mm-hmm. i honestly thought that um sing right. was towards the end of the its theatrical run because i had been seeing trailers for so long <laughs> right and right it, and yeah it hadn't even come out yet <laughs> like that's how crazy they are with it so parents don't watch sing go rent kubo didn't they just release uh, the trailer for despicable me 3 that's going to be a big hit. That movie that, that is going to be a big hit. And then there's probably going to be a Minions too. You know what? Surprisingly, I watched the trailer to uh, to uh, Despicable Me 3. Mm-hmm. I was enjoying it until the Minions came on. I think there was one joke where I laughed at. And then I hated myself. <laughs> I mean, me particularly, I enjoyed both mm-hmm. Despicable Me films. Yeah. I hated Minions. Mm-hmm. So there's that difference. I, I think the third one... Because it has Steve Carell, you know. So well, the first time I saw him... It has um, Trey Parker in it, too. Mm-hmm. And I like Trey Parker's work. The first time I saw Despicable Me, I was like, this is just okay. Yeah. But I was like, they could do... Because this was their first film. Right. And I was like, if they build on this, they could do something really great. Mm-hmm. And they chose never to build on it. I mean, so middle of the road seems to be doing really good for them, right? Yeah, the big bucks. Yeah, so to be fair, you know, I'm I'm not but the one. But back to Kubo. Kubo is the kind mm-hmm. of like, uh, what is it about this movie that really just it's it's it it speaks a lot about death. It's pretty spiritual. Oh, okay. And I, it's a little on the nose. Mm-hmm. I think for for just a little bit for my taste, it it kind of spits out what it's trying to say the- a little bit too much. But it doesn't take away from the the beautiful story and the characters and the way it's being told. With and Kubo, mm-hmm. I you know I I I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, I wanted to though. Yeah, the vibe that I'm getting is Avatar: The Last Airbender. 
Ooh. Um. Mm, no. Well, I think no. Me, I think a little bit more Legend of Zelda. Everyone always really. Yeah. Okay. Whenever anybody on like the interwebs talks mm-hmm. about this film, nothing but pure love comes out. Like it's mm-hmm. amazing. It's spectacular. And I'm like, really? Well, because even the shortcomings in the film, it's one of those films where you can tell it was made with love. Right. Like there, there's some kids' films where it's like they sh- they shit it out to to make you know whatever they oh. didn't, they didn't care that much about the quality. This is a film you could tell was made with love. I gotta be honest though, it mm-hmm. it, it certainly sounds like something I'd like or very much yeah may well love. Watch it, Alexis. I will. Okay. They give it to me all that. My last... Oh, I didn't even do my honorable mentions. I'll say them last. But my last is for number five. Again, no, this is in no specific order, but The Witch. Um, And this, this one's kind of a cheat, because I think The Witch did make good money. I don't know. All, all I know is and that It did movie, get a lot of love. That movie is controversial. Is it controversial? I think amongst... I'll tell you this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the critics and the regular uh, general audience is uh-huh. very much divided on this film. Um, okay. And I'll tell you why. There is a problem. Because this film is not a horror film. And I think and I think that that's the issue. It's more of a thinking man's If if there's any film to compare it to, it's probably um The Shining. Okay. Where where the Shining, it is a horror film, but it's never truly scary or terrifying. (laughs) It's more very unnerving. Right. And, and it makes you just feel weird just watch like you're, you the one of the taglines for the witch so describes we ha- it pretty perfectly um you, you feel like you're watching something you shouldn't be so you know, in the movie like we have a uh, Shelley Duvall and then we have a uh, Jack Nicholson chasing her down with an axe right um I wish that would be cool I mean just uh I pulled up the numbers here mm-hmm. on uh, Rotten Tomatoes yeah it has a 91 percent critic score mm-hmm. it has a 56 percent audience score yeah, that is such a a really like mm-hmm. erratic divide, and I'm telling you, and I think the the thing is because people are going into it with the with wanting to see a horror film, and it's not really a true horror film. It's almost like uh, it's a horror film for the people and the time it's set in. Okay, like um, the horror is for the pe- It's so hard to describe. I'm very bad with words, but. It, it, it deals a lot with religion mm-hmm. and, you know, the pilgrims in that era oh, okay. and, and the way that it really controlled their lives and the fear they, that, that was brought by even just the smallest bit of sin. And so it, it's sort of like, you know how we hear about fairy tales and stuff like that, but fairy tales change over time. This feels like the original incarnation oh. of the fairy tale you know and that to me i found does this really take place or at like the pilgrim like salem witch trial era and they're wearing the clothes so i assume <laughs> <laughs> they're wearing I the clothes <laughs> we yeah. say it. they're wearing the pilgrim clothes but yeah and I thought it was. Wonderful. It says here uh, mm-hmm. recreates a God fearing New England decades be- decades mm-hmm. before the sixteen ninety two Salem witch trials. Okay, so yeah, it, it's, it's 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 around that era. Yeah, but it's it's incredibly unnerving. 
And is it? Yeah. Like disturbing. It's disturbing, especially at some moments. What do you think I'd make of it? Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm intrigued, although I'm not overly... Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a lot of terrible things about the film from friends of mine. I think I know which friends. Who? I won't say her <laughs> name. Nettie? Yes. Because <laughs> I already I... Know said that she hated it. <laughs> um, but I don't know the reason why she hated it. Why did she say she hated it? Did she I don't recall. I guess okay. it was maybe they just didn't get her and it was boring. I don't know. Maybe I think it, mm-hmm. may, it may have been misleading. I, 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 I do think it's, it's a bit misleading saying it's a complete horror film. But it's, it's I don't know if you would like it. Because I know you're not the biggest fan of horror or that genre specifically. Mm-hmm. But um, I, it's worth a watch, at least, I think. And you had an honorable mention. Yes. And the reason these are honorable mentions is because I started watching them, but I never finished them for whatever reason, usually because um, my computer stopped working. Okay. Yeah. Um, Swiss Army Man, Sing Street, and Midnight Special. Okay. Okay. Sing Street just... It really felt like a really lovable film. Mm-hmm. Like, like something that would leave you smiling i only got like 20 minutes in so i didn't see that much but i was really really loving it. it's on netflix and i think i i just got really really tired and i right. and i turned it off and i never went back to it but i was loving it while i was watching it and falling asleep um swiss Army like kyle Man. and Terry private ryan yeah basically <laughs> oh <laughs> swiss army man is such a weird freaking movie but it just has such <clears throat> oh, just I don't know, like how to describe it—a childlike charm to it. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It, from the first description of it, it yeah. sounds like something I hate. You you probably hate. I it. Probably you probably hate it. it. But kind of like mm-hmm. a sausage mm-hmm. party, mm-hmm. or what was that movie? No, uh, no, no. It's it's not like sausage party. Well, it does the it, premise. I hate though. I mean, it's come on, really. Swiss Army Man, like using Daniel Radcliffe's dead body to like swim afloat. I'll be honest, I can't defend it because I didn't finish it. I got 30 <laughs> minutes in, and I still need to finish it. But from what I saw, like... the, the Isn't, the, like, the, the only thing that, that Daniel Radcliffe does is pass gas, and that's it? Yeah, that's what I hear. I will admit, the film opens with a fart joke. <laughs> and I thought, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I, I, it was actually funny. Like, it was a funny fart joke. And it continues for, like, the first... 10 minutes but I found myself just strangely enjoying it and it has Paul Donna it had it. it had some heart into it and I'm like uh, I, I really need to finish it to 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 get the full effect and see necessarily where the film was going but for the for the first part of the ride I was I was all in it okay and midnight special is slightly similar to um What's it called? Uh, a show that will probably be in all of our lists. Um, Stranger Things? Stranger Things. And it, it follows that structure, but it's it's a bit of a quieter film. And I hadn't gotten that far into it. Mm-hmm. But I was like... From the, the first few minutes, I was, I was into it. Like, I, I wasn't... Like, I could tell this was a film that I was going to really enjoy. Of the list of films that you you listed, uh, are those your definitive like favorite movies this year? Are there any others that? Uh, you... Well, like I said, there are certain like 
Blockbusters. Blockbusters. Because I I I re- unapologetically really enjoyed Rogue One, Civil War, right. Deadpool, all of those. But I'm like everyone know everyone knows those. Everyone saw those, and they're probably right. going to be on your guys' list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll leave out the big blockbuster films, and then I thought about. I didn't see much of the like indie films that are probably going to sweep the awards. Yeah. And they're going to get all the recognition for that. So I was like, eh. so I was like, I'll, I'll stick to sort of the middle films that I think um, are worth got about. some love, mm-hmm. but uh, I wish could have gotten a little bit more. I got to tell you, I'm very mm-hmm. impressed with that list. Mm-hmm. It sounds very fascinating, and I, I tell you, to be honest with you, uh-huh. I would probably want want to watch all of them right now. They all sound really interesting. Kubo, Nice Guys, Green Room, mm-hmm. um, even some like Sing Street are some that I've always... You, I think you'd like Sing Street. I think, right. I think it's something up your alley. Okay, Alexis... Oh, we're, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. We're doing films. Um, and right now we're, we're still on uh, the best, right? Yeah, best yeah. films. Okay, so uh, favorite films this year. I have ten. Um, there is one film that um, that I haven't gotten to see, which is La La Land, mm-hmm. which is one that I would have imagined would have been on the list. So just full disclosure. Honorable mention? An honorable mention, I guess you could say. Uh, mm-hmm. I have some honorable mentions that I do want to talk about. Um, that I quite enjoyed uh, very quickly. Uh, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. Jungle Book, and uh, Sully were all really good okay. films. Yeah. And all in their own right. Uh, Sully was just a, a great story. Tom Hanks brought it as usual. The Jungle Book visual effects are revolutionary. And like it's the next Avatar. And it, I, I don't see it win. Like mm-hmm. I don't see it not winning the Oscar for visual effects. Really? Yeah, I think it, it's a slam dunk. That one's going to win. Okay. And Doctor Strange, uh, it just... It's it was very strange. Thank you, Kyle, for that. Uh, it just shows... I feel like you owe me five bucks for that. I could have swore I bet with you <laughs> for something about him saying strange. It goes to show you that uh, that Marvel can go anywhere they want and make it work. Yeah. So, that's where we're at. So, my official top ten... Uh, this is exciting. Not really. <laughs> At number 10, I have a film that I had no intention of going to go see. I had I didn't care for it at all. And it, it was a... a <laughs> I came out last year. It was a franchise oh, yeah. that I could care less about. Oh. And it was surprising how much I enjoyed it. And that is Star Trek Beyond. Oh, wow. yeah, that's true. That's true. Star okay. Trek Beyond. Uh-huh. I'll tell you this. Look, I liked it so much that I went... That when it was showing on uh, on cable or directed or whatever... Uh, the original Star Trek, not the original, but the J.J. Abrams one. The first J.J. Abrams The first one. one uh, I caught it, and I liked that one, too. And I was like, I liked Beyond mm-hmm. so much that I went back and saw the first Star Trek film. Which two did you like uh, the best between those I'll two? probably give it to Beyond, okay. although it's pretty close. Yeah. They'll post it there. I think they're I mean, strong films. To me, if we, when I saw Star Trek Beyond, it felt it felt the most like uh, like an old Star Trek episode or one of the old movies and, and I'm not completely oblivious I know what Star Trek is and I've heard many people describe what it is but to me Star Trek Beyond was the like the representation of all those descriptions mm. of what Star Trek was like, like Beyond did feel like a TV episode but I liked that part about it and I liked um, the the message and the themes of that and it, it kind of reminded me a lot like Star Wars I don't know people I guess say that but um, I liked all of the characters. I thought it was a, a strong villain by Idris Elba. The story was great. The visuals were amazing. And it was just a fun movie. And I don't know what it was. It wasn't a film I was expecting to really 
like like or get into that much but it's like it makes me want to go see in the darkness and kind of like complete that and i'm interested in what's to come in the future of this series and I, there's a lot of hate i think for the for this series i think it's and um maybe it has to do with the fact that i never had a strong connection to, to, Star the, Trek? to the original Star Trek. I. all i ever did was catch um episode reruns on TV land whenever mm-hmm. they would come out yeah. right. early in the morning but I was never like a Star Trek fan and I've, I've liked every single one of them mm-hmm. and, and beyond I think um, for me it's, it's the second best I still mm-hmm. like the first one then beyond right, right. Like, the first one was a strong film yeah it, it's it's a really good um, like first film right like, th- this is the way we're gonna reboot a long loved franchise mm-hmm. and just kick it off with a bang yeah and and, yeah. what, and, it di- and it didn't, it wasn't super successful either. Yeah. What's amazing is that you could step into this movie and not even have seen the no, other exactly. Star Treks and still find enjoyment yeah. of it. Which is what I, which that was my experience. And I think what's also amazing or kind of sad is how little these movies are talked about. Yeah. In this entire franchise, mm-hmm. like especially beyond. I think the problem was it came out at the wrong time of the year. It really it, did. Like, it, it was like, a lot of people didn't go out and see this, and it's like they probably should have. They should have moved it. Maybe November is a pretty like plentiful time of the year now, but it definitely came out at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And Giacchino is always you know great. <laughs> at number nine, I have a film uh, that I think um, is the definition of what films are supposed to do, and um, it's the representation of. A truly ambitious uh, venture of and how um, filmmakers strive to do, and that is Moonlight. Moonlight. That was number nine. Yeah, number nine. Oh wow, it's pretty low. Well, I mean, I'm judging this based on how I love the films. All right, okay. Based on not not quality, mm-hmm. um, but it certainly is one of the best of the year for yes. sure. Um, Moonlight is a coming. It's like a coming of age story done in a different way. Uh, picture boyhood except of it um, cut into three different chapters and the main character which is I believe um, Little or uh, I kind of forgot the name but there's three actors that represent this character at three different parts of his life that represent the three acts of this film and this is really flawless filmmaking mm-hmm. the acting the writing the directing the score the visuals are all there and I think it's an experience for people to see it's a sad film it's an important film too based on the the perspective of this character and of what goes on here and it's really just a simple story of how people can because look Moonlight has a lot of things on its mind mm-hmm. for a film there's a lot of things that it throws out at you yeah it kind of it it it, it takes you in with this whole like uh, this kid and you see what he goes through. But there are other kind of themes and uh, social commentaries that are expressed throughout that are important. And it's not one of those movies that you're going to like pop in and watch again and again. Yeah. It's one of those thinking films that make you feel. Like I you saw this film with then. Alexis Moreno mm-hmm. and she was crying at certain parts. Really? Yeah, because it, uh, it was really devastating what this kid went through just for being who he is and how he was tortured for that and what he became eventually. I'll be honest, after hearing a lot of the <clears throat> reviews, because the, the, the three top films are now in, in contention. Moonlight, for, Manchester, La La Land. I, I have a feeling I'm probably going to like Moonlight the best mm-hmm. out of those three. For my taste, I feel uh, it, as far as a filmmaking aspect, mm-hmm. it can't be overhyped. But as far as an enjoyment experience, I think it'll vary person to person. For me, 
I wasn't uh, as taken with it. I was I wasn't in love with the film. Mm-hmm. It's like for me, it's no, it's no, it's no boyhood for me anyway, and it's not um, that tremendous that it's the clear frontrunner for best picture anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think it's definitely something because the, the way he moves the camera, uh, the scenes, the sequences, and the way that it all comes together is flawless filmmaking. And I think on that level alone, it deserves a, a place. And I think it's a film that they're going to be showing at filmmaker schools because of just how flawless it is. And I think it could be the only film that I, I have on here that, it's, that I can say that about, that it's completely mm. flawless. And it's number nine. It is number nine. <laughs> uh, well, at least I'm being honest, right? Um, at number eight... We always appreciate your honesty. Of course. Fuck Donald Trump. At number eight, I have a film that, again, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to love. Suicide Squad? I loved, and it blew me... Oh, yes! <laughs> I loved it. Wasn't um, Slipknot the best? I think it, he should have won... He had uh, the best line. Yeah. Which was, kill me. Um, and wait, and it that was my line. <laughs> No, this was a movie mm-hmm. I I was hoping to like, mm-hmm. didn't expect to love, and it blew us all away. Deadpool. Oh, okay. Deadpool yeah. is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for me, and we all know me, like mm-hmm. I, I get paid by Marvel and everything. That's true. Um, but this is the first non-MCU film, Marvel film that I actually mm-hmm. seen. Never seen any of the X-Men, any of the Spider-Mans. It was Deadpool. Wow. Yes. Uh, good for me. Um... <clears throat> No, I'm just kidding. The marketing intrigued me, and everything I heard about this character sounded spectacular. Everything I heard about it from you guys sounded great, and it was Ryan Reynolds, and I like him. And so, <coughs> going for this, and I, I was familiar with the reverential way this character breaks the fourth wall and all of his nicks and ticks and everything. Yeah. But, talk about knowing the character inside and out. This was perfection. Excellent what, soundtrack too. What they were, wow! Well, what they were wanting to accomplish. Yeah, and, and, the, and this right. is um, just out of what you're saying right there. You know, whenever I say you, you got to judge a film based on what it's setting out to do. Mm-hmm. So it's something where it's like, yeah, obviously, moon, like you say, like Moonlight and the different ways it, it is perfection. Right. It's something I would say similar with Deadpool. Obviously, Moonlight's a better film, but it's like you got to. Ask yourself, what is Deadpool trying to do and what is it trying to be? And on every account on what it's trying to be, it, it nails it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, the performances are great. And it's like, really? It, it took 10 years to make this movie? Well, yeah, you can tell. A lot of detail, a lot of effort was put yeah, into this. Maximum effort. And I mean, I, for me, it's the best comedy of the year. Oh, okay. Clearly. I, I, mean, I haven't seen Nice Guys, but you know, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree with you more about about this thing. I mean, number one, Ryan Reynolds was born to play Deadpool. Um, we should probably note Tim Miller, the director, even though he kind of gets left out a lot in these conversations. Yeah. But he- oh, Blair Studios, that guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tim Miller, excellent debut, excellent debut. Um, also, number also the the soundtrack man. The soundtrack you have. Uh, Kyle's you have, the soundtrack man. You have a uh, Salt and Pepper. You have a uh, you have Juice Newton. You have a uh, all of which were songs D- you didn't care for in the least until this movie had. You have DMX. Hey, I grew up. <laughs> hey, I grew up with Wham. I grew I, up with Wham. <laughs> you know what? I don't doubt that. 
Um, you look like a wham man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, killer soundtrack. Uh, excellent rounded cast. I mean, we have newcomer uh, Brianna Hildebrand as a Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Um, she she was good. The guy who did uh, who Colossus. who did uh, Colossus hilarious as that kind of stick in the mud um, moral compass. Um, What's his name? The um, guy the guy I don't know who played Francis, but but he was a he was a good oh he was a good asshole. He's um, Jason Statham number. Two? Right, right. <laughs> Four? Four? Was his name Miller, the, the best friend with the glasses? Yeah. Um, TJ Miller. TJ Miller. Miller was great. Yeah, I think he was good great. in it, too. The old woman? The blind old lady? Oh, I don't remember her name. <laughs> she was great, too. She was great. Yeah, he's and, like, God, I miss cocaine. <laughs> and you know what? This film had that I didn't really expect it to have, and it didn't really need to have, surprisingly, since it's a since it is a superhero film, but it had really good action. Like the yeah. action scenes, the action scenes were really that, that, well choreographed. That scene on the health carrier. Yeah, and, and it's also a love story, and it pulls that off in ways you would like. It, not, I'm glad you brought that up. By and large, it is a love story because the love story I thought uh, works well, and most love stories and in, superhero uh, movies don't work well. And even j- just as a whole, a uh, blockbuster right. films, it's like. It really feels like a check mark. Throw away. Yeah, yeah, like they they had to have it, so they checked it off. But that but was like, the no, central. I felt that. That was a central heart between uh, between Miranda Brockman and uh, and Ryan Reynolds. They were, you know, I was surprised at how well their chemistry worked. Yeah, it was believable. Well it was real. together. And one of my favorite sex scenes in uh, films. Yeah, and it was used <laughs> as like a plot point. Yeah, it was like, used as a plot point too. It was, it was funny. It was cute. I liked it. I like. I think if I were to give the award to best opening sequence to a movie this year, it'd be Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, because you. Because it had like some asshat writer or something like that. And it was great. Oh, and and by the way, best uh, Stan Lee cameo. Oh, I think that's a that. contender for best. Yeah, that was. We were all just laughing. I love how he's so up for it too. He doesn't care. He's yeah. like ninety four. He's like yeah. Put, he's me, like, in, put me in a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, see, just talking about it makes me want to see that film. Again. Yeah. What's number seven? Number seven is Hacksaw Ridge. Mal this Gibson. is another film I haven't seen yet, yeah. And it, I just keep hearing things about it. It's honestly everything you would expect from a Mel Gibson film. Mm-hmm. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, look, again, it's it's one of those uh, films, it's not entirely flawless, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's, ex, it's expertise filmmaking mm-hmm. from an expert director. Mm-hmm. And he does wonders behind the camera, as Kyla said many times. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield, I think it was one of the best performances this year. And maybe his I whole really career. love Andrew Garfield. Just just as an actor, I think he's he's really great and uh, for all the the bad shit with uh what's his name? Mel, Mel Gibson. He's a he's a great director. Yeah. He one just, of the best. He just is. Yeah. He's he he's one of the best in the business. He, he really is. So I I am looking forward to seeing it. But I heard it's pretty it gets Pretty violent. Like no, like, but before I get to that, uh-huh. the, the, the performances that he got out of actors that we don't necessarily go to. Like, oh, oh my god, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. dude. Sam I, Worthington. I, I was too. not a fan of his until mm-hmm. I watched Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, I mean, because you know you don't expect you expect them to be the same old bumbling, bumbling Vince Vaughn ish character, or but, the broody like Vince Vaughn who just walks around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But you no, kind of had two modes. But yeah. no, he was actually really good in this mm-hmm. one, and he st- stood his own in the he action He was actually scenes. trying in this movie, Yeah, which is the first time I've actually seen him actually try. Have you guys ever seen Swingers? No, we haven't, no. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of it. You while. should check it out. Um, your favorite is is the star, and Dan- I think he directed it. Daniel? Uh, Jungle Book. Jung- uh, John Favreau? John Favreau. Cool. Yeah. Check it out. It's that on Netflix. Good. Uh, Sam Worthington also gave a great performance in here too. Sam Worthington, um, they they dubbed the original uh, uh, Captain Boomerang. The the the, Boomerang. the actor Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. He 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 was sort of dubbed the original Jai Courtney, where he's sort of like this Australian guy who's really boring, and you just kind of stick him in. Yeah, but and and that's why like he was in films after that. Right. But I. I actually always liked Sam Worthington. Yeah, I always liked him. I, I, I always liked him. And you, you haven't seen him in films this lately, so I'm really glad that what she said no, about him No, you'll look forward to him. I, I mean, uh, he, he, he obviously is Hugo Weaving. Love Hugo Weaving, man. He was outstanding as the dad. Yeah. Was he in drag? I, for me, for my money, I would consider him uh, for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, he really? was that great in the movie. I actually do. I love Hugo Weaving. The last time I saw him was in... Uh, the the Wachowskis film, um, uh, the the Tom Hanks one, Cloud City, Cloud Cloud Atlas, Cloud Atlas. That's such Cloud a device. Cloud City, film. Cloud City. Well, is Billy Star D. Williams Wars like? Bitch. Is Billy D. Williams in the corner? Did I say Cloud City? You say yeah, Cloud City. you say Cloud City. <laughs> Star Wars. Where's my mind? Oh uh, no, a Cloud Atlas actually. Pray I don't alter the deal any further. Did you like Cloud Atlas? I really liked it. Yeah. I did too. I really liked it, and I and I totally get why why it was it, so divisive. Yeah, I do, I do. But, but I uh, it worked for me. Yeah, I'll say that. Uh, and what else can I say about how the action was it great? I mean, I mm-hmm. we've seen great action sequences this year alone, but Hacksaw Ridge. But man, man the, the the way that he the way that Mal shot it, you, you number one, you feel like you're there because. Yeah, he, you do. Because he lets the camera breathe. He lets the camera do its thing, you know. And that and that that goes a long way in terms of in terms of filmmaking. Like I should say to Kyle's point, I saw this at an AMC in La Jolla, mm-hmm. at which have recliner chairs, by mm-hmm. way, which is a great experience. But uh, the screen like faded away, and when there was like this like amazing battle sequence, I wanted to get up and get the hell out of there. Like, like <laughs> it felt like it wasn't going in my direction. It felt that close to you. You know what's the greatest example of that in uh, cinema history? Which one? Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. Kyle. <laughs> Saving uh, Private Ryan. It's literally uh, the first ten minutes. You don't need to stay awake that long. No, I saw the first ten minutes. Okay, it was good. And then he it was really. It was. Good. Oh, God. it was really oh, great. My God. I just. Okay. No, but you know what I am um, genuinely, genuinely curious about. What? Because um, for the longest time, uh, what's his name? So bad with names. Nolan? Nolan Gibson? Uh, Mel Gibson has been blacklisted. Yeah. And this film really felt like a breakout. Yeah. Where people were like, yeah, it's Mel Gibson. Who gives a shit? This is a great film. Yeah. And, you know, he should get credit for it and da 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 And I'm wondering if this is, is going to spark a revival in his career. I, dude, I freaking hope so. Because, you know, I, I can't, like, one, my, one of my favorite directors is Mel Gibson. No, no surprise. Well, you are anti-Semitic. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyway. He's not. Anyway. That's a terrible joke. So, uh, 
so I, I, I like Braveheart. I really love Apocalypto. And Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ. Um, I, I, I thought that was so strange when I saw that on your top favorite right? 50 films. <laughs> it's like, the Passion? Really? Uh, but, dude, it is like... It, is it was right vi- next to How to Train Your Dragon 2. It's visual porn. Okay. What it, what uh, what Passion of the Christ is, so that's why I really like it. Like the way the, what he does with the camera, it's like it, 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 it's like it it's another character. Can we just appreciate that Kyle just mentioned pornography to a religious film? Yeah. <laughs> oh. But you know what? To to a further, it is interesting because you know all of the stuff that um, Mel Gibson did and, did and said was absolutely terrible. Yeah. But it, it to me, it always brings up this bigger question of, you know, how closely do we hold the directors um, to their films? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of great directors who have been accused Woody and have Allen done, recently. yeah, Woody Allen, some terrible things. But, you know, they continue to make great films. Yeah. And, you know, how, how do we separate that? And that's something I think is really interesting. And it's 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 been... Something prevalent in uh, Mel Gibson's career. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, a wrap up on this movie. One flaw, well, it could be seen as a flaw, it didn't bother me, mm-hmm. is that uh, there comes a point in the film where you feel like there's two movies in one. Yeah. Which is the overall struggle with Andrew Lincoln, which. Andrew Lincoln, I'm sorry. With Andrew Garfield. Coral! Andrew Coral! Garfield. Andrew Garfield's character that it, it does it threads the two movies together, but there the first part of the movie feels like more of a of a conscientious like trial courtroom kind of thing. Oh, okay. And the second half is kind of like a war thing. Okay. Which I mean, it it could be jarring, but for me, it all kind of it was effortless together, okay. and the message of the film is pretty uh, great, and it's 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 emotional too. Okay. Definitely one of the best of the year. And like, I, it's kind of it's kind of in retrospect, it's kind of like a like Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Then the um, freedom. Well, I would the, compare it more to kind of, to Bridge of Spies because that movie was like two movies in one too. At first, uh, at first, Braveheart is this revenge film, and then it turns into a revolutionary film. Okay. And, th- and that kind of well, you make your movie four hours long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one thing I'll say, uh, right, right now, it's not. Be- Hacksaw Ridge will get nominated for several Academy Awards. It's mm. not con- in contention for director or. Um, and, and Garfield may not win the Oscar mm-hmm. for Best Actor, but I think uh, look out for it to see how good it performs because this is a movie the Oscars usually they really usually love. yeah. So yeah. it's if Gibson gets in for director out of nowhere, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, I don't know. It, I think it, it's because, like I forget. said, he's he's yeah he's and he's, the competition this year is and really, the competition is tough beyond compare. I think in the next few years, if he continues to the the output, yeah, I think you could start to see that. And and one of those is my number six, uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve. Mm-hmm. But I think that's as high as pronounced. Uh, Arrival. Arrival. That's your number six. Yeah. That's that's the one I'm I'm so mad I haven't seen yet because I, I, I feel like I would that. I would really love it. I went and I and I really like the director. He's he's one of the best directors. Directed right now. Prisoners, Sicario. Um, I think have he, you seen, he directed. Have you seen Sicario yet? No, I have not. It, dude, outstanding film. It's uh, it's very uh, it it's cat and mouse, but not really. Emily Blunt and what's his name? I think he directed Toro. Enemy. Um, yeah, I think that that's another one too. Uh, with um, which that was great. Mm-hmm. It, it's really trippy, but it's great. Um. 
Yeah, go. Because I think he's going to get in for director. Do you really think so? I think he has a great chance. Over Gibson, maybe. It's very competitive. Mm-hmm. But um, this is another film I went to go see with the lovely Miss Moreno. Mm-hmm. One that she didn't really care to see, and she ended up loving it. Mm-hmm. It was such uh, a um, mind-blowing thing at first, because the way this movie was Yet she doesn't like up. The way the movie oh. was marketed was this is a, uh, an aliens come to earth kind of movie, which we've yeah. seen many, many times. Q Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Um, except it's not that kind of movie. It is, but it it tra- it takes that completely. It's mm-hmm. it's science fiction in that, uh, but it's more of a drama because um, the main uh, story in this film is much more human mm-hmm. and. It, well, that's it, where the best science fiction comes from. It, it does. And what's really curious is that this came out after the election. And I went to go see this after the election. Mm-hmm. And it, it, Is it's, it political? It's not really political, but it's more of a... It's, it's kind of this message about how mankind always makes these really big mistakes and how... And what, what this... Basically, it's saying man is stupid. What, what this... Mm-hmm. I think what's really special is what the film says about language mm-hmm. and how it important it is and how language makes you think. And mm-hmm. how, depending on what language you speak, it can make you think better or worse. It really affects how we live our lives mm-hmm. and how smart we are. Mm-hmm. And even the smallest, I, I would think just like the smallest things, uh, smallest amounts of knowledge, the way it, mm-hmm. it changes the way we view like, everything. The message, the there's a twist I didn't see coming. And we oh, were okay. just That's like, what I've been hearing. Alexis and I were like, holy shit. Like She was like doing this. You know how she has her yeah. her hands to, to her face. To be fair, she's she's like that through most of the movie. <laughs> I think sometimes she just glues her hand to her face. <laughs> but yeah, and mm-hmm. um, the acting, uh, Jeremy Renner and Forrest Whitaker in this, great as well, but Amy Adams steals the show. Don't. What? Marvel Connection? I thought he was going to do um, a Forrest Whitaker accent. Oh, well, you give him the idea. Um, he didn't. The acting's great, um, and one of the, the notable things about this movie is mm-hmm. Johan Johansson's score, which oh, criminally okay. was eliminated from Best Original Score because apparently it was based on some small thing, so it can't be in the mm-hmm. running for original score, but if it were up to me, I would give the Oscar to that because mm-hmm. the, the score to that, it, it's not like it's heartwarming, it's haunting, mm-hmm. and it's scary. It has echoes, I think, of like... Um, What's that movie? Um, the one that Interstellar was based off? Not based off, but it was Apollo... Apollo 13? 2000. 2001 Space Odyssey. Odyssey. Oh, okay. 2001 Space Odyssey has a very haunting... like. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. And I think that one, Arrival, Dumb. has a score that feels very eerily similar to that. Mm-hmm. The Alien designs are great, and it just, like... It's a great film. You know what's funny? Because... Like, like I said, you gotta you gotta sell a certain type of film to get money, you know, blockbuster, and even the trailers weren't that blockbustery. But I heard even from people that saw it and loved it that even the trailers had a, a few like action scenes that aren't even in the film, like certain explosions, like that. Don't there was expect no explosion. Action. Come on, there was no uh, you know um, planes shooting missiles or like. Right. <laughs> but again, who cares? You know, if the film's good. Oh, it's great, and uh, you two yeah. should see it whenever you can. Yeah. It's definitely a delight, and I think it will, like... Like, for me, I, I think, have... You go ahead. I think, to me, Arrivals this year is going to be uh, what Martian, the Martian was 
for me uh, yeah, last year. I think year. Arrival is a is a dark horse, and I think it's going to get more nominations than currently expected. Denny could get in for a director. Don't underestimate him. I actually think it's going to go the way of Mad Max. And oh, I think it's going to sweep a lot the technical of categories. Um, technical categories. Um, what was I going to say about um, Arrival? I haven't been that like surprised. Like The twist is almost comparable to Gone Girl's twist. Oh, okay. And that I wasn't expecting. Like, That's a complete shock. So, and my number five is um, Moana. Moana is a film. Hawaiian roller coaster ride. Not as good as Lilo and Cinch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wrong Hawaiians. Pacific Islanders. Pacific, Pacific Islanders. Polynesians. Polynesians. Where do you even start with a movie like Moana? Yes, it's your it's it's a Disney classic animated Renaissance style film. And on the surface, you would think, well, that's practically how you describe it. Mm-hmm. There's not much more than that. But... There's a lot of things about this movie that really make you appreciate how it all came together. First of all, you gotta start with the animation. It's beautiful. It it it, po- it possibly is one of the best like looking animated movies ever. The water alone, like looking back on those trailers, I, oh Jesus, why wasn't I drooling over that water? Like honestly, it like was... have you seen have you seen the behind the scenes? No, I haven't. Like what they did with the um with the scenery is that they made a model of it first, superimposed it into the computer, and then drew over all the all the models okay. to give it more depth. Okay. You know, and what they and when they composed the hair, they based it on the actual, um, on the actual uh, like they they filmed the pe- like they went to Polynesia and they. They, yeah. you know, they, they, they studied the way that they move, the way that their, you know, their body language was, and they, they, they put it into the movie, and it really took an extra step. It's like, it's like that entire beginning uh, sequence of The Lion King, when you really see their homework being displayed. When you're seeing, you know, the the African plane. Well, I mean, there were up. sequences in which they included two D animation too. Yeah, like like the the Maui tattoo. Yeah, mm-hmm. primarily that was right. that was very. And all your welcome sequence. Yeah, and um, originally this film was supposed to have the 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 combination of three D and and two D uh, animation that was seen in Paper Paper Boy. The oh the, the, that short. short right but they're still not they keep saying like we're like we want to do it for a film but we're just still the technology still isn't, isn't there, there yet for a feature film so it tells me like they're 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 really trying to push it to right. get them there one day and um, this has nothing to do with it but I'm really hoping when they finally do do it it'll be for a Mickey film yeah but, that um, would be great I agree that would be great that that would be a, yeah. really great but um, if I had to. Uh, describe this film in two words. It would be an absolute delight. Oh yeah, and they, they, that that really was what it was. It was just a delight from start to finish, and I was smiling and having a good time throughout the entire time. And I I really think it's it deserves to rank along the Disney classics. Definitely the character. The characters start with the characters. Moana. Oh is Moana. Amazing. Uh, Ali uh, Cravalho did amazing as such a hard name to pronounce. As uh, as uh, as Moana, and that was her first film. Yeah, that was her first feature film. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm surprised. That was his first film on, on a. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was surprised was on how well, 
I, I, I actually liked him in this. Cause, you you know, love Maui. What the hell you I, love? I him? loved Maui. Um, You're welcome. I love... Yes. I loved uh, Jermaine Clement as... Uh, as uh, He's the only like, one here that... As Tamatoa, the clam. Tamatoa. The, the clam? As the, as the little uh, the crab. You just reminded crab. me of a film I forgot to include, but continue. Um, Jermaine Clement, um, I really liked Rachel House as the grandma. She was great. She had this w- world weariness about her. And then um, and also another character in the, another character, it's unspoken, but I really love the stupidness of Hey Hey. The chicken? The chicken. I, I laughed virtually every time except maybe three. Maybe I think they may have cut it cut to him maybe a bit too much. I th- and also another that uh, was hilarious. No, I I, I I agree with that. Also another character that that you that you don't see, uh, but is heard is the is the outstanding soundtrack, <laughs> between uh, Lin Manuel Miranda ridiculous. and Mark Mancina. It's ridiculous, man. The the, the songs. That, I mean, seriously, when you add it all together. Moana, I feel, is a much stronger film than Frozen, and it's much more Absolutely. representative of the Disney Renaissance, which we should mention Musker and uh, Howard, I think. Run, Run Howard? No, not Run Musker Howard. and Clemens. Musker and Clemens, who directed films like Ron Little Clemens, Mermaid, yeah. Aladdin, and Princess. And I will say, you, you two have a big thing for two composers, which is Giacchino and Lin-Manuel Miranda. I, I don't, I'm not crazy about Lin-Manuel. Okay. So. Well, then you're going to hate me because I think he had a better year than... Uh, than Ray Well? Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that. Okay. I was just throwing that out there. Cause... Hamilton? Alone. But I'm, I'm just talking about film. Oh, yeah. This so... Hamilton re-revolutionized the whole Broadway musical... I don't know about re-revolutionized, but it's definitely a big uh, commercial... Not like mainstream hit. And the last mainstream hit from uh, the theater... Because I don't, I don't follow theater. Was I think the Book of Mormon probably mm-hmm. from right. um, the South yeah, but Park Hamilton guys. Hamilton blew up in ways nobody thought it, would, it was going to get. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Oh, next yeah, it's one. a wonderful film. And it, it, like for me, it just like at the end of it, I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. And it's like it instantly. It's, I think the. Click fi- my thoughts here. It's the one film that say it's the. <laughs> it's the one film this year in which I can say after finish watching it the first time instant classic yes instant classic it's gonna live on for generations to come no question about it and it's the one movie out of all these on this list that I desperately want to go back and see again in theaters yes yes so what are you number five that was number five I think. oh okay number four um Rogue One a Star Wars oh, story oh wow Rogue One. Why, what? What's the surprise? That it's that low? That it's that high? I think of the three of us, I was the one that was least taken with this movie the first time we saw it. Yes. And I've seen it twice mm-hmm. uh, afterwards. And each time, I, I gain a much more appreciation for it. Yeah. And I think fondly of it. And the more I think about it, the more the better it gets for me. Um, I still stand by the criticisms that I that I lauded against it originally, although they don't seem to bother me anymore. Maybe it's just a Star Wars fan in me. Oh, <laughs> fan boy. Um, but but you agree with this too? It's like yeah, actually, things, I really really enjoy it. <laughs> all the stuff shit. that bothered you and me mm-hmm. kind of like washed away the second time we saw it. Yeah, 
Oh, I would say so. And it, it, this film's so weird because this is the first film in a long time where I, I, I like where people are where they're just trashing it, and I'm like, some were really trashing. I am vehemently it. against it. Like, no, like I totally understand your criticisms, right? And I, they, I think they're absolutely valid. But I don't think there are not, even you can even not like it. Like you don't have, but to say it's absolute garbage, mm-hmm. it's the worst. It, all it is is um, fan service. <laughs> I, I, I think that that's completely wrong. I gotta say, I am very. Um, I wasn't expecting. How many people love this more than the Force Awakens? Yeah, the number of people that love this mm-hmm. more than the Force Awakens keeps growing. I think by the day, mm-hmm. and it's like we should say. This uh, maybe because it's Christmas. It was Christmas and it was New Year, but it kind of yeah. quietly uh, usurped Civil War as the number two uh, domestic biggest domestic film this year. And you know what? I think it is. I think people really like the tradition of seeing a Star Wars film during Christmas time. Oh my god! Or or, or Chris. I think or it was the Christmas. best decision they could have made was to release these films on Christmas time. Because I, I like you see people legitimately like. Um, making this uh, a yearly um, tradition. tradition. Like family tradition. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. tradition. like your family, Christmas. this is the second year in a row. Yeah, we movie. saw, like last year, me and my family, we went to go see uh, The Force Awakens. And then again this year with uh, with Rogue One. And uh, and both coming out of the movie very positive. Yeah, yeah. And while I, like me, I'm not a fan of, of a film every year, I definitely see the merits in, in having that right. having that tradition. And Definitely. I think it, it 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 does work, especially in Disney and Star Wars, Lucasfilm's favor. I mean, I still say that it's not the most, it's not the best, well put Star Wars film. No, it definitely it, has flaws. But it contains, perhaps the best visuals, perhaps the best action sequences. I'd say perhaps best, best the, visuals. one of the best endings. Best. That's what I want to get to right now. Uh-huh. The ending of this movie is easily the best of the year, and I can't think of another movie that had me going like this uh-huh. at the very end, like like so, like the, the adrenaline that was pumping through my yeah. blood at the end of this. I can't recall a film that made me feel that way. And one of us saw the literal eyes of God <laughs> in this film at its ending. Yeah, I won't name names. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man, you the, the, were... That, Dude, the, like, the ending of this film broke broke Kyle. <laughs> it just did. I'll get. I'll, I'll. I'll explain more when I when it gets to my list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I. I have to agree with you. Is there is there faults? Yeah. Yeah. There, there really is. But it's it, and I don't think it's the fanboy in me. No. Because there's a lot of films from um, where I I am a fanboy of the franchise, and they come out, and it's like yeah. It's it's fine. Excellent Apocalypse is one that would Excellent Apocalypse, you. yeah, because I was a huge fan of uh, the X Men franchise, especially uh, Brian Singer's franchise, right. and it really left me really blah. Like I, even now, it's 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 it's, it's not something. It's really forgettable. It's not something that I'm really crazy to go and watch again. It's the Return of the Jedi of the. Oh well, I mean, don't <laughs> oh, don't don't dismiss don't, Jedi don't like dismiss. That. I would love to go and rewatch Jedi right now. Yeah. But it's, to me, oh, I, I oh, really, um, I've seen, I saw it three times in theaters mm-hmm. and I wouldn't mind a fourth go. No. Like it's, I just enjoy it's, the shit it, out it's, of it. It's very know. enjoyable. And it's know. like, I, I think what, what Force Awakens did great mm-hmm. was it had so, like the high expectations were met, I think. Mm-hmm. And even though people now are ungrateful, I would say they were pretty pleased when they first saw it. This movie 
had the impossible task of connecting us with, with the first mm-hmm. original Star Wars. And it did it brilliantly. And it was near not perfection, only, if not perfect. Not only brilliantly, but seamlessly. Yes. Although, I will say, for the feature of Star Wars, Episode Eight has to be, um, story structure-wise and characters, has to be wholly original from anything we've seen in the Star Wars films mm-hmm. yet. It just has to be. And, it, and it's just because people... Um, are getting uh, tired. Tired, because I totally understand um, the sort of um, greatest hits of the Force Awakens, and I totally that that's why the the whole things of oh fan service for the Rogue One. It's like yeah, no shit. It takes place like minutes before the first film. Of course, a lot of things are going to be the same. So you know, there I totally understand these first two films, but for the third one. It, it's really got to let loose. Like, for me, I own. can't wait when it's released uh-huh. so I can watch that one and A New Hope back to back. Yeah. Like, yeah. forever, gonna that's going to be, like, the double feature to go see. I I've already saw, like, a YouTube uh, video where someone cut the, the ending and the beginning together. It works so seamlessly. Right. One more thing. That Vader scene will live in my heart for the rest of my life. <laughs> that Vader scene. He cuts okay. down his enemies in the way you truly wish you could. I was so proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Top three, Mr. Um, Soto. Now, to remind ourselves here, because we're going to get to a movie that we're going to fight about. <laughs> but No um, fighting, no to fighting. To be fair, I, I, I ordered these again as uh-huh. favorites. Oh, it's your list, best. man. It's, 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 your list. It, yeah, remember, but, this I mean, isn't the best, your favorite. These three I loved entirely. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of hard, because really, these three are interchangeable for me. For me, yes. anyway. Okay. But... It's so hard. I'm just like I want to go back and forth. Number three, I'm gonna say Zootopia. All right. I'm gonna say Zootopia. Okay. It was a movie. I again. For whatever reason. It tried everything, man. <laughs> go on, go on, go on. Break the ukulele over his head. Oh my God! How much I love it. <laughs> um, Zootopia wasn't a movie I was planning on seeing in theaters. I was. I was never. Looking forward to it throughout any of its campaign. Really? Because Kyle, I, I remember this. I think it was 2015, uh-huh. after D23. We did a BNC special, D23, with Kyle, Giselle, and you. You were there. Uh-huh. And when Zootopia came up, there was like no enthusiasm amongst anybody except mm-hmm. myself. Like, this looks interesting, Like, but nobody else. To like, me, really, like, it, it really looked whatever. The, the only part where I was like, I'm a little intrigued. Was uh, the DMV scene when they released that as like oh just God, the trailer? Was one of the... So I was like, "That's funny." Like that, that was yeah. a really good little scene. So I was like, "Okay, like I'll have fun with it." But I wasn't expecting to genuinely love it the way I did. I wasn't expecting to go see it opening weekend. Really? Much less. Yeah. No, I was like, yeah, I never saw Wreck-It Ralph." I mean, in theaters, <sighs> like Wreck-It I, Ralph is another one. Which yeah. I love. But the thing about Zootopia, it's like. I think it's it's representative of this new age of Disney, the revival era, anyway. And I think it's the best because it takes it, it makes fun of itself in the movie. It's like there was this point where Idris Elba's like uh, character is like life isn't some cartoon musical where everybody gets their happy endings. Everything like purposely jabbing at a. Disney's very Disney. fond of that this these days, though, and uh, jabbing little jokes at themselves. Like they made fun of themselves in Moana, yeah, like with the princess. You have a you have a you have a, you have a skirt. You're. Uh, you're uh, you have an animal sidekick, or that line princess. from Maui when he said, "If you start singing, I'm gonna throw up." Yeah, <laughs> the last character to do that in a Disney movie was actually uh, 
Flynn Rider in uh, Tangled. Oh, okay. And um, to, 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 to continue with Zootopia, Zootopia was the first Disney film since maybe uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Well, while I was watching it, I was like, wow. I did not expect them to do this. To, to go there and to push it as far as they did. Yeah. And I remember uh, we were seeing it, uh-huh. and there was a sequence in which um, uh, Judy and is it Nick, right? Or is it. Yeah, uh, yeah I think it's Nick. They're, uh, they, they barely knew each other, and Nick is kind of like the imposter, and they're in mm-hmm. the ice cream parlor with the elephants. Oh, the cars. Yeah. Yeah. I, there was a point where. I was like, wait, what's happening here? And, I, and Kyle and I look at each other at the exact same moment. I'm like, are you watching this? Like, you're watching this, right? And it's like, holy crap. The movie is, spoiler, about racism. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Like, and I think it's 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 not even just racism. Racism is... Discrimination, that kind of discrimination, stuff. Discrimination. Uh, hate. Police. And there was hate. hate. Yeah. Specifically, pol- police and the relationship between the people. Um... Just the way in which we um, separate each other, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even have to be about race. It could it could just be like where we are. You, even now, like you, people, um, you see it because of this election. People in the flyover states and people in the cities. Yeah. You know, it, it just just the way we separate that ourselves. divide and that need mm-hmm. to always be at odds with each other. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say it's the most anti-Trump film this year, and not and it's not anti-Trump because. It, it it went out and tried to be anti-Trump. It's because Trump went out and was just shitty. Yeah. <laughs> it it just happened to tell no, a really there is timely a message in this movie. When I watched it, I think when I when I bought it on Blu-ray, I was here by mm-hmm. myself, and it's the monologue sequence in which it's after you think the movie wrapped up its main thing when they mm-hmm. when they captured the, the the corrupt mayor and everything, and um, the, it's a television interview with Gazelle. Um, and she's talking about Zootopia and what it means to her. Leave it to Shakira. That monologue made me tear up because it came after the week where Trump made his uh, convention speech, which yeah. was so just, it, it, it disgusted me on so many levels. That whole, that whole convention. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, it gave me, unfortunately it gave me hope that never ended up, you know, coming to fruition. Hope died this year. It did. That was when that's that's gonna be in me, the memoriam that we have at the end. <laughs> hope, hope, just just hope. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. And the voice acting, uh, Jason Hi. Jason Bateman, I love Jason, Jason Bateman, and, uh, and Jennifer Goodwin. You know what? Great. Their chemistry was outstanding. Yeah. I was yeah mm-hmm. surprised. Was um the gift this year? With Jason Bateman? Mm, yeah, wait. I don't think it was last year. I'm pretty sure it was last year. I think it was last year. Let me, yeah. I'll Google that. Because I've been re-watching Arrested Development, and Jason Bateman, I, I just love him. But yeah, um, and also, the, the, the animators had to work overtime. The the locations yeah. in this movie alone? 2015. Seriously. And I love, I love the, because one and of the different things, with every district, mm-hmm. which was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. One of the things that really turned me off when they first announced it and you started getting first stills and first um, video of what the film was, yeah. was it's, oh, it's a talking animal film, whatever. Yeah, like Sing. And, it, and it's, yeah, Sing is like, to me, what I thought 
Zootopia was going to be with with its world, where it's just uh-huh. where it's just like why are the animals? Because it's a kids film. They like animals. No, but there's a reason why they're animals. animals and... But there's there's a real um, great reason why they're animals, and they do something with the idea. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about how the the districts and they really tried. You could tell they sat down for meetings and they just thought, okay, how does this world like gonna work? One, like one's an ecosystem full of like jungle pe- jungle uh, animals. Yeah. Another one's like for like for like more icy, more more cold temperatures, and the other one is more contemporary, right? And setting. So that was that was pretty cool. Uh, how they individualized the different locations and the, the actual city. And like we're about to go to another animated film, but even though it's not like again, Zootopia and the other one are like very like there. But for me, I I, I think it's almost. That it has to be that Zootopia wins the Oscar for best animated film. Like I don't see how it doesn't go to Zootopia after a year that we uh, after after the year that we had. I I I feel like that's a film that the Academy is gonna want to make best picture just for the message alone. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But th- that's not to take away from the film, which it if it won, I would not be angry whatsoever. It definitely no, would deserve it. it, it beyond so. Mm-hmm. Okay, at number two... I, I imagine this is where the controversy comes in. Yeah, well, for you anyway. Um, <laughs> you're always so... Like, so you're so fucking... <laughs> like, I, I do these polls on Messenger, and I, it doesn't matter what it is, your answer is Finding Dory. <laughs> I'm trying to make you happy. It's a new year. <laughs> new year, new you? New year, new me. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, number two is the ever so. Um, <coughs> I don't even know the right analogy or the right word. It's Finding Dory, everybody. Yeah. That's exactly how I would introduce it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boom! I got Boom. you. Um, this was a film, I think, very clearly, I was the one looking forward to it the most. Yeah. Um, you and I saw the, tr- the, the final... And clearly you love it the most. Clearly, because nobody, no one talks about it. Um, the trailer, the last trailer of this film, we saw it together. Oh, you yeah, know how I liked the taken I was by that trailer, and it was like, it sealed the deal. Um, look, am I going to sit here, sit here and say that it's better than Moana or Zootopia? No, mm-hmm. it's not. Okay, good. Do I do I think it's a great film on its own? Yes, I do. Do I think that it stands on its own from Nemo? I think so. For me, and we can have this back and forth yeah, about it. I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. But for me, and I really do mean uh-huh. this, I think the film adds another layer to Finding Nemo, mm-hmm. and I think it makes for a great double feature. I think I, I, I did Nemo and Dory two weeks ago. I saw it back to back. Yeah. And I think that there's just so much uh, that it adds, particularly in the scenes with Dory, like when you first see her and the things that, that just keep swimming, the talking with the whales and her whole you know composure about mm-hmm. herself. Like in the first film, it was played for laughs. In the second film, yeah, still, but there's much more dimension to it. And I think I was watching a behind-the-scenes featurette with this with Andrew Stanton. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think a lot of us, a lot of people, want to treat this movie like it was just another one of those Pixar sequels, like Monsters U or Cars Two. That wasn't. That there wasn't much effort. Oh, I definitely it. think that it's better of all of them. But better I mean, than those two. But Stanton, I, I feel, because he wrote the screenplay for this, he also directed it. He also directed the first Nemo and Nemo, a screenplay for Nemo. And he also I, directed John Carter. <laughs> yes. Which, uh, I don't think was that bad. I haven't seen that. I, I, enjoy, I really enjoyed it. I'll, I'll say that. 
Well, when I see him on these features, he, he felt so passionately about this, uh-huh. it seems to me. And this is more of a, a film that he wanted to do, actually. Is there a place in which it was suggested he should do this? Of course. I mean, Nemo's in the most successful animated movies ever. So a sequel was bound to happen. It was the most successful film of this year. I think that's the I'll nicest thing that. you've said about I'll this movie. It, it will, <laughs> to be fair, it's a fact. Like, I can't just say... Well, like Donald Trump won the election. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, like Donald Trump in any... If, if, if I was Donald Trump, I would sit here and say, it didn't even make money. But it, the fact <laughs> is, it was the most successful film of the year. I think Andrew Stanton wanted to do this. Uh, and I, for me, it made me love Dory in ways I never... like Actually, I, I, it made me realize how much I actually love that character mm. in the original film. And Hank is like my spirit animal. He's you. I was going to say it was Bagheera from The Jungle Book. It's also a great performance, too. But Hank is me, like, in every which way. And I love the dynamic between him and Dory. And I, I honestly don't... I, I don't understand why... I don't know what's funny. Oh, yeah, he was great. I don't understand why this movie isn't talked about more. Uh, it's, again, I'm not going to say it's as good as Kubo, Zootopia, or Moana. I'll, I'll give you that. But I think for what the film accomplished, and for how like for me, I, I think it's an excellent sequel. I think it's on that level of continuing the story and giving you another, another layer to what happened beforehand. Am I going to sit here and say there wasn't a level of nostalgia that didn't go into it? Of course there was. There always is with all these films. But for me, there was more emotion that was added on to this than I didn't expect it to be. This movie played an important part um, personally for me um, at a time when um, it reminded me of home, at a time when I left home entirely, and I was going all of my life and all these different things. I'll tell you, I told you, um, mm. the first weekend I left, I was just walking, and out of nowhere, like, I was just walking, right? It was dark. Mm-hmm. And I hear the opening credits of the movie, and I'm like, okay, Alexis, <laughs> you're senile now, right? Like, what is going on with your life? That you're just strolling around at night, mm. and you hear the opening, which I love that opening theme. And then you walk, and I just, I start jogging to her, like, what the hell is going on? Like, am I losing my mind? That's great, because I've never seen him jog. Great. He never will. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I go, and I see that they're playing it at the school. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, they're, 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 they're doing it again, so I actually go out and see it. And when I saw it, it just, like, there was just this bit of emotional layer to it that, like, mm-hmm. it reminds me of home. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel so attached to it. And see a... Man, that uh, that last song, Unforgettable. You're right. It could open uh, a James Bond film like that. Guess that's the way it felt like. Yeah. So, but do you think it'll be able to stand up against the Boss Baby? Well, you just said, <laughs> as far as what quality wise. Yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, DreamWorks is dying. How how mad? <laughs> oh, they were revived. Um, supposedly. supposedly, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. How mad would you be? If the Secret Life of Pets beats it out in the best animated category, it would be for so many reasons, but it wouldn't make any sense because Dory is the six is not only the biggest animated movie ever as far as finances, but it's the most financially successful film of twenty sixteen. You you know that Academy doesn't care about that. Not necessarily. And there's, and there's, they nominated Despicable Me too. And I'm and saying though, but it has, there's a lot of good animated films that mm-hmm. came out this year, and I'm not just talking about here. I'm talking right. foreign. Mm-hmm. There's this um, a Japanese animated film. Right. I can't remember what it's called, but it it, it came out recently. 
and people are already calling it um, there, one of my the life best as a zucchini, the red turtle, the little prince. There are some like really indie, mm-hmm. uh, small scale budget um, animated films that are getting a lot of attention, mm-hmm. which really saddens me because I feel Dory is deserving of at least a nomination, and I'm I'm pretty confident that it will get snubbed. Maybe I think it'll get snubbed. Look at all those. Movies that I that I've adored. <laughs> the snubbed <laughs> section. Yeah, how perfect! It's right next to it. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, I I just want a nomination for Pete's sake, and I feel it's not going to get it. Probably because not. It's not because there's all these other films, and you also got Kuba, Moana, and Zootopia will get it, and I it also makes me even sadder to think that my number one film is going to get left out altogether. Which Captain is Captain America: Civil War. That was your number one. Caps of War. All right. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, okay, like, let, let's go. Let's do this. What do you do? Nothing. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Captain America Civil War was my number one most anticipated movie of the year, mm-hmm. and it was my number one this year. Um, there's, it's the one movie where I was like, I was just like, I, I, I could not have been more satisfied with this movie. And I think it is a worthy follow-up to, to The Winter Soldier. And I think it does things that are nearly impossible to do. Not only did it have to juggle all of these important Avengers characters, but it's still, like, it gives enough of a story for Captain America to kind of go through. And the scenes, the writing, the, the acting, and uh, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe has led up to this moment. And I feel very confident in saying that that Civil War is the godfather of Marvel movies or the godfather of uh, comic book movies. I think Ooh. I think it's up there with uh, not as good, but maybe almost to Dark Knight level. That's I think I Dark Knight is the godfather. Well, yeah. Or maybe Dark Knight can I think, be Citizen Kane I think and the Dark Knight uh, Civil War is certainly be, the best, I would say. But I, I feel Civil War is... Like, it really got there to me. I will say Civil War... I think more so than any film I saw in theaters this year, um, I came in with almost impossible expectations, yeah. and the film met and even succeeded uh, most of them. The the airport I, sequence. I mean, that's amazing. all you gotta say. It, it's amazing. Yeah. The way Spider-Man, they handled Black Panther. My oh biggest, my God, my Spider-Man. Fear, fear was this film was just gonna fall apart yeah. under underneath its weight. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. But, uh, and it, it had a, I would actually argue it had a really compelling villain that blew up the I Avengers. Like the yeah. That blew up the Avengers. A lot, a lot of people don't like the villain. I'd say it was a good villain. Yeah. Because I, I, I he think won. It was a good villain. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? That's why like compared to the Dark Knight because the Joker won in that movie, essentially. <laughs> um, you know, until um, the Dark Knight Rises. But What about you, Kyle? I'll say explosions go boom. Explosions go boom. All right. Um, Spiders spin webs. And I, I will say that about it. Um, my biggest fear is like they, they hardly had any time to include Spider-Man. Oh, please. It didn't um, even look like that. It was That's great. That's how great it was. He, he, it was a perfect introduction. Um, I was like, how much time are they really going to give us to establishing um, the Black Panther? Perfect. Black, Pan- Black Panther was awesome. Coming out of a Civil War, I loved it. It was mm-hmm. a great Captain America film. It was a great Avengers film. And it got me ready to see 
every other of the Avengers films. Oh. I walked out wanting to see all the other ones, but without making it feel very corporate, um, in-your-face right. bullshit. And I uh, just enjoyed the characters so much. Joe and Anthony Russo. Give it up to them. Because, I mean, this is the movie... Like, Winter Soldier, I think we all like or love to it in a, a degree. But yeah. Civil War is the movie like, okay, these guys can direct Avengers movies yeah. as long as they want. Because the juggling they have to do with this movie. I honestly can't wait until... Not Infinity. only Infinity War, but to see where they go after that. Right. And, and I'm also that, strictly with Marvel. I am partially biased because I love Cap as a character. And yeah. there was a scene where he was... Which that, is weird because you hate America. That I know. That, <laughs> I think what's weird is that in this movie, I was actually on the side against regulation, which is against my personal political beliefs. Oh, yeah, you're a communist. Right. Um, better than being <laughs> you socialist commie. Um, what? You you said it's wow. socialist Never mind. commie. That, that exists. Look it up. Okay. Um, but there was a scene that made me want to ball. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking the about. The Carter funeral thing? Yeah. Peggy oh, Carter's funeral. Of, and look in his eyes. I wanted to, like, and that's where I think we're, um, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, you know, they're just superhero films, get whatever actors. No, because no. when you get a, a list, uh, you know, quality actors, they always bring a, a, a little bit extra and they really make you feel scenes where if it was just a run of the male actor, you wouldn't feel them. And I think uh, one of them is that scene you're talking about. He, he, he acted, he acted the shit out of it right there yeah. when, when all it is, is just his face, you know, carrying the woman he loved to her final resting place, the woman he never had a chance to be with, and it's 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 a little bit heartbreaking. heartbreaking yeah, it is. until and another person comes in until his her niece came along. <laughs> yeah, which uh, I would probably uh, say is my least favorite aspect of that. Cap movie. has no shame. <laughs> uh, she wasn't in the ground two days, Cap. <laughs> two days, and you're moving on and not her niece. To be fair, that does encapsulate America in this uh, time. Uh huh. There was one final thing I wanted to say, but I think you completely like mind wiped me. I don't recall what it was. Continue. Uh, I that, that grab for... her by the shield. <coughs> what? <coughs> grab her by the sh- the shield because uh, he's Captain America. Those are my uh, my ten favorite movies this year. It's a good list. I like it. Thank you. Very good. It means so much coming from you. I I enjoyed all the films on your list Thank and you. the ones I haven't seen yet. I, 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 want really want, I really want to see. What about you, Kyle? Okay. It's my turn. <laughs> Alright, so, for my honorable mention, I have Conjuring 2. We didn't uh, talk about that. Movie. We didn't talk about that yet. Yeah. I have Conjuring 2. I, 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 just to say this first, I had debated about putting it on my list, but I felt it did get a, a, a pretty big success. Yeah. So I left it off there, but go ahead, Kyle. I enjoyed the living shit out of it. it was, I, I did too, yeah. And I loved it more than uh, than the first Conjuring. I think that it was a solid film. I would, I really, I really before that I was really fascinated with the infield uh, poltergeist story, mm-hmm. and uh, and the whole history behind that. Those hacks. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, <laughs> Patrick Wilson was really good in it. Vera Farmiga was great in it. Um, the little kid actress that they got. She was good. She was she really was good. Was she the one that was in uh, Interstellar that was playing the uh, Murph, the young Jessica Chastain I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. Her? No, no, no. no. Um, but she sold fear. Yeah, she... Really she like, dude, like, when uh, when she was possessed, like, when she was possessed and 
she you could tell that she has not gotten any sleep in in days because of this because of this uh, demon that's as roaming around. Um, but yeah, I very very uh, very well. It was number one. It was well paced. Um, also, another thing is that uh, the solid acting. I mean, you could easily got like B rated actors and and do a horror film. But no, this they actually did good. And what was the girl's name? The little uh, Janet, the little girl. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Janet. Damn it, Janet. I Madison Wolf is the actress's name. Is that her? Yeah, she was. Because she's blonde right there in she the film. Was, she was. Uh, she was a brunette. She was in Trumbo, yeah, Keanu, and the Campaign. Interestingly enough, and Joy. So hmm. interesting work that she's done. And then I uh, and then I, uh, but no, they actually got really good actors to play. Play these characters. Kid actors is a hard thing to find. Yes, it is a really hard thing to find. But then she she brought it to a whole another degree. Um, but alas, it's a it's an honorable mention. And shout out to James Wan. Yeah, yeah, yeah James Wan. Because I really like James Wan. The the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. And it, he really he did a he made a whopper. Um, <laughs> you know what they call that in the UK? Oh, that's a big neck. Never mind. No, that's a quarter pounder. You didn't have a quarter oh, shit. pounder. I ruined everything. <laughs> Never mind. No, no. It's Royale with cheese. A Royale with cheese. It's, Royale yeah, with it's cheese. a quarter pounder at the McDonald's. Yeah. I thought it was the Burger King Whopper. Yeah, because he said Whopper, <laughs> and, that, and I screwed it completely. You I butchered it. I butchered it restaurant, so bad. too. I know. Um, anyway, number 10 is, uh, and it's your number 10 also, Star Trek Beyond. Wow. All right. All right. Um, that movie... Was amazing sabotage. Oh my god! Sabotage really? sequence. You know what? Um, Simon Pegg's writing. I was, I was, I was diving into a lot of things, and he he plays a really damn good Scotty. He, he does. He does. Um, way, can I say after watching Star Trek, I can tell how much more he wrote himself into the story. Oh yeah, yeah. he really beefed up his role. He really um, did. <laughs> Which I mean, he's great anyway, so I don't care. Yeah. Um. He, Wait till the whole thing blows over. That's a that's a, Shaun a of the, that's a that's a Shaun of the Dead reference. Um, but anyway, I I really like Carl Urban's character as Bones. I really mm-hmm. like uh, I really like uh, the different the, the the girl from uh, from Kingsman. I forget oh, her name. She, oh, she was. She has re- a weird name. Well, it's not was, weird, but it's a uh, it's complicated. She was really good as the as the mm-hmm. as the as the main. Uh, I I would I would go as to say she's the main. Um, lead actress in this. She was great. Look out for her because she's gonna she's gonna be a lot a lot more. Films yeah, cause she's gonna be she's years. gonna play the mummy. Yeah, in which the, I'm not excited about the film. Yeah, but it uh, I do kind of hope it's a hit for her because I think yeah. I think she's great. I think and, she's uh, great too. Uh-huh. Um, she she I'm, she's got a lot of action hutzpah with her. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I'm gonna say that. And you like Mel Gibson. Um. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I that was a good one. Um, on. I love the little touching. <laughs> I love the touching tribute that they had to uh, to uh, mm-hmm. Leonard Nimoy. Nimoy. Yeah, that was good. Uh, the action, the and again, um, he passed away. Anton. Um, oh, Anton Yelchin was Anton great. Yelchin. Honestly, that that really was the this, one that just hit me so hard. This is a great example of an ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah. All these actors give it their all, and it just Elba was great with each other. And, and it also uh, when it starts off, it feels like a it feels like I just turned on a, a Star Trek episode. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, so that Chris it, Pine's it, great. It feels the most Star Trek mm-hmm. of this whole J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. trilogy. The the thing that still gnaws at me is just how absolutely convoluted the whole villains plan was. Oh yeah, that wasn't expected though. And it, was, um, it's, it, it kept me surprised. It's, it was an interesting little twist right. at the end, but it but it was enough to be like, oh, like that's great. It was like, oh okay. Um, it's kind of a bit of a stretch for me. But and also in every single one of these Star Trek films, it has been the same villain. Yeah, uh, mm. all three, which is someone wronged that person, got wronged right. by the Federation. So now they're out to destroy the galaxy right. or whatever. And yeah, hopefully with the next one, they, they they evolve past that. Okay, my number nine takes me to my to my book bookisms. Uh, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, okay. And where to All find right. them. Uh, I, this is my first solid look at what J.K. Rowling can do as, as a, as a screenwriter. You know, I could, I, I see the, I see her full vision and because she never screenwriter the original Harry Potter films. Screen wrote. But... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but then, you know, but then you finally see, you know, what a movie would be like under her vision and all that. And it, and it really good, did good. Uh, Eddie Redmayne was really likable as, as Newt Scamander. He was really British. He was really British. Really, uh, really, I'm uh... I'm not sure that's a, a compliment from you. you. You take it how you wish, sir. Really, really, <laughs> uh, really, uh, Matt Smith from uh, Doctor Who... Ish, um, I really liked. Uh, I really liked the visuals. I really liked the actual creatures. I mm-hmm. really liked the sense of wonder yeah. that you got that I have not felt because all the rest of the Harry Potter movies, we 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 can agree that it really got dark after after you know. I mean, the most wonder I think you get from Harry Potter was the first one. Yeah, and it, and it took me back to the first one when mm-hmm. you see all the. All the beasts and him wondering and the um, and the actress <laughs> him wondering <laughs> wondering <laughs> shut up I'm sick um, but then you, and then you have the the two uh, the two sisters in the movie Queenie uh, Queenie and uh, Queenie and uh, the other girl Lisa um, is it Lisa I I, I I don't know I don't know who the actress is um, but she it looks like she's gonna play the lead in the new Alien film. Covenant? Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, the Alien Covenant. Um, I and also uh, I I like you know the humor. Um, uh, Dan Dan Fogler, Fog Fog. I, I think that's his name. Oh, the, the guy who played Jacob. The the the, the, the human, the dirty muggle. muggle. The muggle. Uh, he was really yeah. Dan Fogler is Jacob. Um, it sounded so hateful when I said uh, dirty Col- muggle. Colin Farrell did did good. It was Tina, and she's portrayed by Catherine uh, Watson. Yes. yes, Watterson. Actually. Watterson. Who plays it? Who plays uh, her sister? I really like the line where she said, uh, "Where they where they left them once again." Queenie. Yeah, and then uh, and she said, "Oh, but I made them cocoa." Allison re- Sudol. I I really like that line. Um, it, it just had a lot of humor, a lot of magic with it, and I felt and and I felt a lot of. Can I just say, like, what? I agree with everything you're saying. I felt a sense of magic in this Harry Potter film that I had in, in any of the other ones, and I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. And coming from me, who like is very like whatever in Harry Potter, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. I 
There are problems, but I had a good time with it. I'm. This film frustrates me. Really? It really does. Because half of this film is it's I really enjoy and I'm, I'm it's everything you're saying Kyle the wandering it's the magic part. the characters I really for me Newt I never really cared that much for but I really love the side characters that you know the muggle and Queenie right. and um what's her name Tina uh, Tina I, I thought like Tina Belcher I, I liked her like they were all characters that I enjoyed spending time right with. right but again it really just then then you have the other half where it feels almost completely unconnected to what's what's going on what's with his Fantastic name? Grindelwald Beasts, with Grindelwald, Grindelwald right. but you know the, the 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 black smoke thing going everywhere <laughs> and um, the obscurus the obscurus <laughs> I'm not a nerd like you Ka- yeah I am I just didn't remember it um, <laughs> and, and everything going on with that in the Ministry of Magic all of that, it's like, why is that in this film? This absolutely does not connect with with this film. And it, 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 every every time it would cut back and forth, it's like, I enjoyed both of the films that were mm-hmm. cut together. Right. But I wish they were their own separate film because I really... Fantastic Beasts should have been um, entirely like... The first um, Harry Potter film, mm-hmm. where it's vibrant, it's colorful, it's nothing but whimsy and, Especially and beauty. There'll be five of these movies. Yeah, and, and, and but that's what it should have been. And then you could have had that that spinoff, and then you could have had another spinoff in which the your lead was young Dumbledore. See, I never saw any. I the, when I saw it, uh-huh. I didn't get any of those problems. But I understand uh-huh. what you're saying. Yeah, my biggest problem going forward is why is Newt Scamander being pushed aside? That and see that's the thing. It I I have no idea how they're gonna pull this together to create fight and that, that that's my problem because it really feels like extreme WB corporatism, and it's it's that's it's I don't have an issue with sequels. It really especially if you can make it work, you yeah. know, and it it just feels like right off the bat I'm like this this isn't working. As far as, you know, making this into a new saga and having this story. And it's like you had two stories here that you needlessly shoved together in an effort to create more sequels. You made a buttload of money, though. Did it? Yeah, it did, it did, it did good. It did really good. It did really but good. it didn't do as good as I think they hoped. It wasn't so It's Harry a Potter. spinoff, to be fair. The Hobbit was never Lord of the Rings. True. But it still so, made a shit ton of money. Right. But like I said, like I do enjoy this film a lot. Yeah. Like it, when it comes out, I, yeah, I'd want to own it. Yeah. And I just wish it was two films. My number eight is this actor can do no wrong, and this movie has proved it. Sully. Sully. <laughs> Thank you. Tom Thank Hanks. You. Yep. Let me think Hanks. of a bad Tom Tom Hanks film. Let me. Larry Crown. Larry Crown. All right, you did my job for me. Um, Cloud Atlas, but you, you and I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I have not seen that. I want to see it though. Uh, I'll be interested to see what you think about it. Yeah, because it, it it really is um, all over the place. Yeah, Sully. I uh, you know I am a very I'm a huge sucker for biopic movies. Really, you? Yeah. Biopic. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was my alley. 
No, 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 no. Believe me, I am a huge sucker for that. I mean, some Interesting, of, okay. Um, but the way that they profiled uh, Captain Sullenberger was really good. Oh, yes, I, yes. I, I really love... It's a really good character study on on the downfall of this event when it's supposed to be something that was... Mm-hmm. That was happy and positive, but instead it was you. In, instead it was viewed negatively. Right. Um. I really love the sequences when it when it was when it was coming down when the plane was coming down into the Hudson. That was intense. That was Titanic level uh, intensity. Clint Eastwood, right there. Clint Eastwood, man, he knows how to work. He knows how to make the color gray colorful. You know, and that <laughs> and that's the thing I could say about about old Clint here. Um, I think that, I think, uh, what, what's his name? Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, he was great. Aaron Eckhart. He was great. He, he proved to me that he's a great actor. I mean, other than, uh, Dark Knight, other than, uh, Dark, The Dark Knight. There uh, wasn't much stuff you've seen him in. The only movie that I've seen him in was, uh, Thank You for Smoking. He's an underappreciated actor. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I really think he is. I, he's one where I really want him to have, like, a hit. Mm-hmm. And he never yeah. really seems to, where he's the lead, you know. See, with where it's me, his film. With me and Sully, what I really liked, or what really got me angry watching it is how, like this guy saved all these people, and you, sh- and they yeah, sh- he he cared for all of them. He did his job and then some, and yet the first thing what happens to him, he's sought after by and these people. And he's scrutinized. Right, and it's like, are you kidding me? This is why we we're, we're doomed. It's like we can't appreciate the best of us, and we go after them because they're better than we are. Like like and I love the I love the final moment of the movie. I I know we're gonna go with loved it. He blew them away. Wait, where, where I haven't you, seen it. I don't know if they survive or not. Okay, where uh, <laughs> where he's like where he's like you got to put the human element in into uh into the into these kind of situations, and then how the final line of uh Aaron Eckhart says like, um, Captain so and so, would you would you do this any differently? Yeah, I would. I would do it in July, because <laughs> yeah. it was like in the middle. Because right. it was like in the middle of winter when, uh, when they landed in in, uh, in the Hudson, and it's New York, so it's like really cold. Once again, Tom Hanks does what he does. Yeah, this. he's like really good. I I really like the scene when when uh, when he's jogging and all, and this Inferno. whole thing is like, oh, this whole thing is flashing back into him. <laughs> um, so I think that I think this is a really good profile on Captain Solid Silver. And then, uh, and then at the end, they show this whole, the whole, uh, all the survivors and right. Sullenberger and all that. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that if if Tom Hanks sneaks in. He's been snubbed, but he's playing a real person. Yeah, and that usually has more weight. A real and a hero, not like a Walt <coughs> Disney kind of person. I don't, I don't see him sneaking in. I, I I'm inclined to agree with you there, yeah. but don't be surprised because the Oscars love awarding people actors who play real people. You know what though, Tom Hanks has. For the last few years of his films, he's been like scratch just yeah. at the heels right. of, of 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 like <clears throat> um, best actor um, nominations mm-hmm. and possibly even award. Th- these next couple of years, I, I have a feeling he's gonna finally just he needs break, to. break into a like, certain role and get it's it. Like he, he's the male Meryl Streep. Yeah, I mean, not getting nominated, but he always brings it in every movie, and I'm there whatever he has mm-hmm. to show. With him. Um. <laughs> Number seven? Yes. Um, it is definitely the it is definitely uh, viewed as the better trilogy of this whole entire franchise. Um, Captain America Civil War. Oh, okay. 
The it, better trilogy. The better third film, I think you mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I think that uh, I think that okay. Best on screen Spider Man, and he was only <laughs> in there for fifteen minutes. Um, has some strong feelings here. <laughs> I would say wait for Homecoming. Wait for Homecoming. Um. Anyway, Toby stole my man. It wasn't his movie. I mean. So and then uh and then uh another thing uh the end sequence when uh when you see Tony he he's realizing who who the actual murder of murderer of his of his parents are mm-hmm. and that realization and that betrayal that he feels towards uh towards it was uh, alcoholism towards uh Captain America for knowing this whole incident and then uh and then Baron Van Zemo, Baron Zemo is that his name <laughs> is that his name Baron Zemo it's just Zemo yeah Zemo, it's just Zemo. yeah so, he's not and, a baron and then uh and then Zemo knowing and then uh and then that airport sequence that was a really well shot sequence and then can I ask you this question what are you still on Team Iron Man? I don't know. I, I'm really? Because that was a big part of this movie. Like, going into this, were you on Team Iron Man or Team Cap? I'm on Team Iron... I was on Team Iron Man. And going out of it? I'm, going out of it, I'm, I'm, I, I'm teetering on both sides. What do you think, Peter? Oh, me? I was always Cap. I was always Cap. Yeah. I, I'll say this. In the movie, I was back and forth because he did such a great job of, of setting up mm-hmm. both sides. But I was always Cap to begin but with. But the, the great thing about Captain America, and we... And I, this is the reason why I get angry when we get bad comic book films. <laughs> and it's, it's only because I love, I love comic book films so much. And I know we have like 20 shows, right. like 20 films coming out. We're, we're going to reach a level a breaking of, point. Uh, of saturation, especially if we just don't branch out and just try to I think, do... I think it's just four letters. It'll... Different things... And, and better things with, with the genre. And the two biggest films that I think um, encapsulated what the the um, superhero film can do is Suicide Squad. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Not that one. <laughs> I mean Captain America's Civil War and Deadpool. <clears throat> Those were the two this year where I was like, these these are the films that give me hope going it's forward. It's the only two where I'd say these are great films. Yes. Doctor Strange felt just shy of that, but I... It, 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 felt, it feels like whenever they want to make a big risk, they go back to their same formula. Yeah. They did that with Ant-Man as well. Yeah. And they, they go back to their Iron Man. Civil formula. War was the risk, though. Yeah, I Civil mean, War was the risk. This movie and it really paid off. caused a division between Perlmutter and, Fe- and Feige, which we all know of. Which is awesome. Because we got a better film, yeah. Um, but anyway, we all ranted uh, enough about uh, about Civil War. Uh, number six is a little known movie. It's on your list, um, and I think that everybody should at least see this movie once. And that is if 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 tension was ever was ever put, you know, defined as a film, Ten Cloverfield Lane would be it. Um, number one, I, I was actually really surprised with the performance that we got out of Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She was she was really good. Uh, She's great front, lead. Front lead for this, you actually felt her felt her you know her struggle. You actually felt her her uh, 
her, her dips and valleys and and her every, predicament and her predicament. Uh, and then uh, and then John Goodman, man, he uh, he was so intense. To but, me, everything that John Goodman is, I not is, but is in. I just I love like he's he's, like, he's one of the actors who bats a hundred a hundred percent of the time. Like to me, I could compare it to his character to the theme in Jaws. Like every time he's on screen, you know, you feel, <laughs> you feel like the this uneasiness, mm-hmm. you know, and you you could tell that you know I you know I just, one little thing would make him snap, and and you see that several times in the in the in the film, and you know, and then his the the confrontation at the end. Really good. Um, I, I recommend everybody see it at least at least once. You and you know? know what? I after Ten Cloverfield Lane, I'm actually really excited for the Cloverfield franchise um, because they 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 they're doing this thing where they 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 get little known films with mm-hmm. great scripts or great ideas behind them. And they're able to get the money and the backing and the marketing for them by just um, slapping Cloverfield on the on the title. Isn't there another one coming up shortly? Yeah, there, there's a film that was um, originally titled The God Particle. Yeah. And now it's they they decided okay, well we'll make this part of the Cl- uh, Cloverfield film, and they're basically just creating sort of an and not an anthology. Well, yeah, an anthology. It yeah. seems like it is that way. Yeah, where where it's, it's a new film each each time, but it's sort of dealing with the same sort of sci-fi science fiction elements. Because because it, this this movie was essentially a bunker thriller. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great. How does it compare to the first one? Um, I actually saw the first one uh a, like 2 days ago, and when the first one came out, I really loved it. And it had a great marketing campaign behind it at mm-hmm. the time. Um, watching it again, I don't like it as much. Um, yes. The okay. characters okay. appear um, more um, like assholes, sort of. Yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a little bit more one-dimensional. Well, but I still really, I, I enjoy it for the film. For I the have days. not seen the first one. You never seen it? Mm-mm. I'd recommend seeing it. Okay. I, I think you would definitely find enjoyment of it it's not as good as uh 10 cloverfield lane yeah but it's definitely a film that i really enjoy okay my number five just a little my Um, my number five is has got to be uh has got to be zootopia okay um very very powerful um i was surprised on how powerful it was Especially in one of the most divisive years in all of U.S. Recorded history. history. In all of record, yeah. I don't know. And I think that I think that this this really showed how how just a little bit of kindness and understand not just not just kindness. I mean, fuck kindness. Understand uh, under understanding. Um, Understanding. Understand. You know, kindness can only get you so far. Right. But understanding gets you. You know, gets you a little bit of. You can oof. be kind to someone you think you're better than. Yeah. You're, you're or you're superior to. So I, I kind of get what you're saying. So, uh, so understanding, understanding, you know, your other man, you know, is or you it, is some, it, yeah, is it, something uh, really powerful. Um, the the comedy in the movie is really good. Um, I want to ask you this question: Do you like it so much that if it were up to you? 
you would hand the Oscar to Zootopia over another film that I know you loved more. It is going to be on your list. Okay, if it winds up being that, I would be uh, upset because I, I really like that other movie. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't mind. But if it were up, if it were up to you, you would hand it over to you know who. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but if if that fi- if that's the final verdict, I wouldn't be I I wouldn't be against it. Okay. Okay. Um, number four, uh, we discussed this uh, earlier, and it is Hacksaw Ridge. I'm mm. a huge fan of Mel Gibson. Um, this movie really did it in for me. Uh, I, I, I just really liked the visuals that they did with it. I really liked, like, the action, the way that, you know, you actually felt part of that war. Like, it, it like, if, uh, like, they threw a grenade in one scene and I'm like this, oh, sh-, like, I, like, I, like, I almost wanted to duck. You know, that's how, that's how, that's how powerful it was. And then, uh, and then surprisingly good acting from, a uh, from two people who I, I, you know, who I originally thought were stick in the mud actors, um, Sam Worthington and yeah, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, Vince and Vince Vaughn, yeah, and they they were really good in it. Hugo Weaving, uh, show sh- showed me that you know nobody, nobody should uh, come come close to the to the king of the elves, um, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Um, and then oh. Andrew Andrew Garfield, man. Andrew Garfield, he he really delivered on this on this ap- empathetic. For uh, me, look for my money, you know, hero. If it were up to me, I would hand him the Oscar. No, okay, but it isn't. I know, but I mean, it's worth saying if it was. My number. It should be. My number three. This movie could have not worked. It 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 on on paper, it shouldn't have worked, but. It, it really did. Um, they really, it, it was really a passion project of everybody working on it. Um, specifically, the person who stars in it, and it is Deadpool. Deadpool really. No, number one, it's the funniest film I've seen. Like all these, all these re- references, like less angry Rosie O'Donnell, or you know, all these other, all these other uh, quips that he has is really funny. Um, I just cannot get over how great this movie wound up being. I was laughing throughout the whole thing. Um, I I really dig the soundtrack. You you could hear our our, uh, our talk about it earlier in the in the show, but man, it really it really proved it was worth. And and unfortunately, a lot of the a lot of the big old corporations are taking the wrong message out of this movie. On that, it's rated R. Let's do an R-rated this. Let's do, Let's an, do R-rated an R-rated th- that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, just because it's rated R, it was successful. No, it wasn't. It was because passionate people made this with. It's kind of like the Lego Movie. Yeah. And look at what's happened now. And emoji and, and Angry Birds. And it was and it was made. <laughs> it was made with a penny and dime budget, and it and it really struck it well. Um, my number. Two, it's a Disney classic brought to the modern age, and it is Moana. I mean, Moana really brought this new kind of neo classic um, edge to this, while putting in like this modern day um, element to it. Number and also uh, Moana, man, she's a really good 
solid Disney princess. Um, she 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 she's so likable. Yeah, she is likable. She she like the you know she could have easily been annoying, obnoxious, and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I still can't get over how her 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 want song as Howard Ashman would say yeah. is about going to the water and Ariel. Her song is getting out, of the, getting water. out of the water. I always found that so like, oh wow. Very reverse. Yeah. They meet each other along the way. <laughs> um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Can I just say about yes. Moana? What? One of the best sequences out of any animated film was when the water split in two and she was walking toward. Oh my god! Yes. When she was when she was confronting Tafiti. Mm-hmm. Oh my at god. The end. That was that was beautiful. Like, she, and I we told you I told you this guys on the. Um, on a on a RS thirty six, that it wasn't just a big old sword battle or anything like that that defeated the villain, but it was actually empathy, empathy and sympathy for what what the what the what the what the beast has done, and that and that that really struck an emotional edge to me. Speaking of emotional edge, <laughs> my number one favorite movie, the one that made me ball, was Rogue One. A Star Wars story. Wow. You you put it as number one. Now hear me out. Hear no. me out. <laughs> I'm right. here. I'm here. My favorite movie of all time is Star Wars. And it 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 it, it takes a lot to it connects a lot. It, it takes a lot to connect that same emotion that that I got from the first time seeing the movie. You know, and, and though I think it was bigger emotion than the first time seeing the movie, and that final act, and, and the way that it, it connected with my favorite movie of all time, really, really drove it home for me. And um, yeah, I see a lot of the flaws that a lot of the people say, but because of that connection with. Star Wars, it really, it really changed it. It really, it really brought it, brought it home to me. So I, I, I don't know. It made me, it made me fall in love with Star Wars that much more after seeing that. And also another thing, best, best villain scene of all time, man. You see Vader actually being scary. You see him actually relinquishing the full horror that is Darth Vader, that is the dark side of the Force. You see him tearing down these, you know, these rebel rebel soldiers, and to get the to get the plans of the Death Star, and he and he does it, and you see why he's pissed in the in the, in Star Wars. So, kudos to the people who wrote this movie, and and made made uh, made this connection. With me going home. But did you enjoy anything before the ending? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was liking the whole. Uh, I re. I, I mean, as soon as to me, as soon as they hit Jetta. Yeah. Jetta and uh, everybody was on Jetta. Um, that's when the movie really kickstarted it for me. Oh, I completely agree. Everything um, before that kind of feels like an epilogue, or epilogues at the beginning, right? Yeah. yeah. It kind of feels like that. Um. I mean, I like the stand down between uh, between uh, Krennic and uh, and Mads Mikkelsen's character, Galen or so. I really I, I like that standoff, but other than that, everything around it was 
eh. Um, but then, you know, when all the build-up was anime, but then when you got to Jedi and everybody was together and they were going their it separate way... It kicks off from there, definitely. It, it really kicked off from there. I really liked the action sequences. Um, the battle on the beach, man. The battle on the beach was outstanding. Outstanding. Not, like, it felt like an actual battle was going on you and you got to see uh you got to see a red leader and gold leader yeah back on screen that you was know cool what? uh one thing that th- this did better than the force awakens yeah was the name of the planets i can't remember them so easily like scarif edu jetta are like that like i it takes me a while to think planets ilenium hosnia Hosnian, uh, Tychoconda. Were, were those really the names? Right. Oh, screw that. Jakku. Jakku is the only one I remember. One, yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that's the... But see, the thing is, though, they got it really right with the names. Because I remember Poe, Finn, Rey. Mm-hmm. I don't remember... The planets. No, but I'm saying with Rogue One, mm-hmm. the names are way harder. Oh, like, okay. Like, Chewit, um... Chewit Emre. And Emre. No, Chewit Emre. Chewit Emre. See, like, they should have given him, like, a cool, like, small yeah. name. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, um, K two S O. K two S O worked like that was a good one. It was re- um That character was like it's what's his the, the the actor um, Alan Tudyk. He can do no wrong. Yeah, Alan Tudyk. I think I think he was outstanding as that, and he was actually there. Yeah, he was actually yeah. there on set. motion capture. And uh, and that really uh, that was really good. Like I really loved like his blatant obvious like his bl- brute brutal honesty. Mm-hmm. That he gave so, and it does what Star Wars does best, and it pushes technology forward with the digital recreations. Do you have a do you have a do you have a worst movies list? You want to go with that, Peter? Um, do you want to go worst movies and then TV shows? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me go worst. Let's movies. uh let's uh let's make this with haste. Yeah, well, well I'll, I'll be really quick. I'll just run them down real quick because okay. I have a feeling me and Alexis are going to be similar at least with two of them. Um, <laughs> I wonder what it could be. I wonder. <laughs> Uh, number one, Suicide Squad. I, I don't even know what I can say at this point. <laughs> you said all you could. For reference, look yes. at the After Dark and the um, yes. whole uh, podcast review on the Red Spotlight. And it, it definitely goes down as big as disappointment for this year. One yeah. of my favorite videos that you and I did together on BNC yes. was your like comp- your mic drop on Suicide Squad. I. Because as we were discussing it, I just got angrier and angrier. The Honest trailer was amazing for that, too. Oh, my. Um, and c- connecting with that, BVS. It's all um, connected. BVS tried. It, I, I, I will say that because I don't feel... Suicide Squad does not feel like it tried. BVS does feel like it tried. Got everything wrong, but it, it, it does feel like they were trying to make something great. So I do give it some points for that, but it's still... It still was uh, a disappointing film. Um, Alice Through the Looking Glass. Oh, wow. That That was probably the worst film (laughs) I saw in theaters this year. I think I fell asleep twice. Are you serious? Yeah, I I was like... I I woke up in between scenes. I don't know. It was pointless. (laughs) Quote-unquote scenes. Yeah, quote-unquote scenes. The dumpster fire. It it really... And you know what? And this is the film I really don't feel bad talking about because... I guarantee you no one making that film gave a shit about the film. And it really shows. Um, and the last you know, one, To me, the only entertaining part of that, remotely entertaining, was Sasha Baron Cohen as time. What about yeah, Alan Rickman? A little bit. Alan Rickman's final role. That was laughable. He was there for two seconds to say, come on, Alice. 
We're gonna make that shitty sequel. Um, literally, literally. That was it. That was that was his role. Um, Come and on, then Alice. the last one I have on here is the boss with Melissa McCarthy. Oh. Which I did. Out of all of the films, I didn't walk out angry on this one. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I was just like, wow. Like I just, I just didn't laugh. And yeah. they would drag on um, comedic uh, moments and scenes. Because your like girlfriend's minutes. a big Melissa McCarthy fan. Oh, she loves her. She 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 really does. But her her favorite thing is Tammy. The the. Oh yeah. Yeah, which. Yeah, I I, I can. <laughs> it's, 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 it, that film does have a soft spot in my heart, and I do really like Spy. So I, a lot of people hate on Melissa McCarthy. I actually think she's really hilarious. Um, she, she will appear in duds as does happen, but I do, she does have, um, comedic films that I think she's really great in. This just happened to not be one of them. For me, um, I didn't see these, but these, uh, they, they personally offend me. Uh, <laughs> Sausage Party and, Ke- is, and Keanu. Oh, okay. I, with Keanu, I understand. The Sausage well, Party? Keanu, uh, I'm hurt. I haven't, I haven't seen either of those, but... Fine. Okay. Although I, I haven't seen them, so I can't really judge. Them. But why? Okay. But why do they offend you? Uh, because Keanu. It's like a stupid movie. I got about a cat. I don't like Key and Peele at all. I don't see why people find them. You funny. don't like Key and Peele? No. I find them funny. And sausage. I like party the whole uh, completely disgusting teacher skit that they did. I think there's uh, if there was a contender for the worst movie this year, it had to be Alice of the Looking Glass. Yeah. I think that's like the absolute like shit to shit thing that you just can't get away from. But two worthy contenders: BVS. That opening sequence of BVS, I was like, okay, this can go somewhere. It did. Oh, it did. That it. made it all the more disappointing. It because it was it, it was a good five minutes. Lex Luthor repulsed me. Uh, I mean, no, um, uh, Jesse Eisenberg repulsed me as Lex Luthor. I agree. I did like the score for okay. BVS. I'll give it that. I don't, I don't recall it at all. And the um, it's now infamous for um, what was it? The Martha. Song? Martha. <laughs> Martha. Why did you say that name? <laughs> and yeah. I s- oh, and just to put this on the books, audio commentary coming soon of BVS Ultimate Edition. The BVS, and after watching it, I was like, I was numb after it ended. I was like, what did I just see? And there were, and then there were applause. <laughs> the thing is, you could die. You could that is a film that you can dissect. Just you could make like a three-hour film dissecting it. That's the, that's the film Plinkett. that I really wish uh, they would make a Mr. Plinkett review out of. I, I think it would work very I well. I think it's very ironic how that one and Suicide Squad were movies in which we mm-hmm. we, we we experienced, and then the more we talked about it, the more ridiculous and the the, the, the more, more angry stupid I got. it became. Yeah, I think that the movie is just stupid, and it wasn't even Batman v Superman. It was Batman and Superman, like barely. And I don't know, uh, Suicide Squad. I I I want. You, I think you can see the After Dark. I. I was trying to be nice mm-hmm. about how it thought about it, but it I, I hate it. The more the more time in between, I actually I I put BVS ahead of Suicide Squad. The most memorable thing about that was one of the reviews where uh-huh. it's like, it's too um, it's too irrelevant to even register as revolting or something. Oh, you just I, had a weird fetish for negative Suicide Squad reviews. Oh, also one more thing about Cap. Um, I, I predicted the headlines. Captain America Civil War is everything Batman v Superman was. Oh. Or uh, Captain America Civil War did everything right that Batman v Superman did wrong. 
which I love those headlines. Marvel fanboy over here, yes. So, yeah, so, that's that's it for me. You. You, Kyle, okay. you, you saw a lot more movies than we did. Yeah. All right, out of the 32 movies I've, oh, like, I've seen this year. Good lord. Um, BBS <laughs> and Suicide Squad are not on there, because I've seen worse. All right, all right. This well, in my opinion. Um, it's probably wrong, but go ahead. Number five, I have not seen, well, I have seen a lot of boring movies, but this is, but this has got to be one of them, and it is Warcraft. <laughs> oh, okay. My God. Honestly, that looked like shit. I don't, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I'd put it ahead of Suicide Squad. How, how dare they make goblins and ogres and all that shit? So boring. It's, it's, it was boring. In in battles you saw and too? yeah, oh, wow. I saw it. How dare they make uh, Ruth Nega look boring? She was in there. She was in there. Wow. She was like the queen. But of you the know land. what? They tried with Warcraft. You can tell they genuinely tried. It was just it's the it, BVS syndrome. And it's just uh, it was like too much going on. It was clusterfucking. All that, that shit. Really pissed I don't, you off, didn't it? it? It really did. Like I came out of that. I just, I just felt did like. Did you see it in theaters? I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I felt. You probably em- shouldn't have done that. I felt emotionally, <laughs> I felt emotionally drained after seeing that. Where did the movie touch you? It, it didn't. It didn't. That's a it, good point. Um, number four. Um, even Sasha Baron Cohen couldn't save this movie. Oh. Alice, Alice, the, the Looking oh, okay. Glass. Yeah. Um, was literally you pretty much summed it up when you did that Alan Rickman impression. It re- yeah. <laughs> Come on, Alice. Let's do this shitty sequel. It's like everyone. It feels like even Disney. It's like shit. We made a contract to do this film. It's like just oh fuck, that was in the shove it out there. That was in the list. Yeah. They didn't need it, and they had a great year. Yeah, they had a, they it's had a just such a year. stain on on their great year. Number three, how dare they make an action movie? And I'm really actually, uh, I'm actually very uh, fond of this this uh, this franchise, uh, the Born the Born franchise. Mm-hmm. How dare they make it boring? Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I that that's why I didn't see it because I heard it wasn't it too was great. It was boring. It was basically they were trying to do the greatest hits of the other uh, Bourne movies, but it failed miserably. Um, the you're you're now at an age where uh, where shaky cam is no longer a, a desired platform of of making uh, action films, and it was just like it was like they gave a toddler a camera mm-hmm. and said, "Here, film this movie," and that was how the movie was shot. Um, quite contrast of last year's performance from uh, from uh, from uh, Matt Damon. This movie, I he was like, I guess I have to do this movie. <laughs> you really got a thing for The Martian. I I really love The Martian, man. It's it's uh, yeah, it's a good film. Um, it's great. Also, uh, that that goes to my number two, on uh, on uh, unutilizing an actor. And and make and making everything around him boring, and that is Inferno. Oh wow! Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I've heard terrible things. 
And not even Tom Hanks could save the movie. Um, you said it was an actual inferno. It, it was an actual inferno, and with good reason, man. I mean, everything else, you could see what's coming, like, 10,000 miles away. Um, you could see um, where all the where all the beats and all that, and they put in this, like, BS, last-minute... Um, Twist? Love... Love oh, story. Love. Oh, oh yeah. shit! That was bullshit. Not needed. You didn't. You know. You don't have to have Tom Hanks with with somebody. You know, and it's ridiculous. I mean, they tried to have a twist, but the twist was boring as hell because you knew it was gonna happen. Uh, um. Uh, not even the actors in it. I mean, there's some good actors in it. Felicity Jones was the main. Uh, was the lead. Was the lead? Uh, What's happened to Ron Howard? Woman, I don't know. I I think I think uh, I think how the Grinch stole Christmas bit him in the ass. Um, Ron Howard, where's my Arrested Development film? That's all I have to say. Um, but yeah, and then my, number one, um, Tim Burton was, I, I you know I hold him in such a high regard. My my favorite comic book movie. Of all time. He's a favorite director. Comes from Tim Burton. And how... And this is the most non-Tim Burton, Tim Burton film I've ever Which seen. Which is so crazy because it looks like the most Tim Burton, Tim Burton It's Miss Peregrine, uh, Home for Pillar Children. And it, it, it really it feels... It, it, it feels like the only two things that were good about it was Eva Green and uh, Sam Jackson as the main protagonist, as the main antagonist. And it just, it feels like Tim Burton, you know, he hears all these, all the, all the, all the complaints that he has about his movie, about, oh, it's so strange, it's so, it's so this, it's so that, and he took that to heart, and he really sucked all the strangeness out of, out of this film, and it really, it, it, to me, it really didn't make me angry, but it broke my heart that, that, That that Were you crying? that this really no it didn't make me cry, but it made me like like feel sympathetic like this is what what it looks like when 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 an when a artist is broken and and he's I, really lost his way and I, I feel that way too and I and I you you can't see it more than Miss Peregrine. Well, when was the last film good film he made? Uh, Sweeney Todd. Like, the, the film that... And the thing is, he keeps getting projects where I'm thinking, okay, that's up his alley. You know, he can really Wait, use didn't this he do Frank and, and turn it around. Yeah, Frank and Weenie. Um, did he direct it or no? Yeah. That was a good one. That's the last good one. But then he also did the film last year, Big Eyes, that I thought was really gonna... It got good reviews-ish. Wasn't it? No. Wasn't that Christoph Waltz and Amy Adams? Yeah. It was like 50-50. Oh. Yeah, and it's it's... I don't know, because he, he, he's one of my favorite directors. He's directed yeah. some of my favorite films. Big Fish. Big Fish. Big Fish is easily one of my favorite films. Big like, Fish, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Ed- Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands, man. And Batman. I, it just feels like he's lost. Like, he doesn't know how to get back to where he was. Do you like Sweeney Todd? Yeah, I actually really do enjoy Sweeney Todd. I thought Sweeney Todd was great. Dark as shit, but it is, yeah, it's great. It's a really good dark as shit movie, yeah. though. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, it, the reason why I consider it the worst film is because it really broke my heart. It let you see, down to see a to see a broken artist compose something like this. So, TV, TV, Alexis. Oh sure. Well. Oh. Sure. Um, my, my TV. Okay, my favorite TV show. Not, there's honorable mentions very very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, final season of American Idol. Uh, may, <coughs> may I rest in peace. Uh, don't pass, don't pass gas on me. Um, I thought that's Carter, what American Idol was. Agent Carter. Uh, may it rest in peace as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and where is it? Okay, number ten. Two thousand sixteen was so depressing that for whatever reason. This made the top ten. It it better not be what I freaking think it is. You son of a bitch. It better not. Fuller House. Oh my god. We're not friends anymore, Alexis. We're not friends anymore, Alexis. Do not choke on your aspirations. (laughs) I think it is um, a testament to how broken down this year did. To me, and how personally victimized I've been, that I put this on to kind of drown myself in my sorrow, and the irony is, I ended up liking it. And I know <laughs> you don't care about my opinion. I, I no, I do. Okay, good. My respect is lost from you. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> Continue. Continue. Well, not, what, what's the point now? I don't know. <laughs> what's the point of anything? That's exactly what I said to myself, and I put that on the list. But it's on the list. Okay. Number nine is The Walking Dead. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, I used to love this show, and it would be like, I, I do love it, but it's like, it for whatever reason, this past season, I, I like it a lot. It just hasn't caught on with me. I, the think, way. The, I think the downside is how much of a downer... This. It's a fucking. De- it's depressing, and it's like it, it's a depressing year. It's it's tough to watch depressing shows on a depressing. Like year. the 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 episode where Negan came to like raid Alexandria and took all their shit was yeah. the week after the election. I'm like, why am I watching this when this just happened to me a couple yeah. of days ago? You need you need to watch Sunshine and Rainbows, which is why that. Once Upon a Time is a number. Eight. Oh, okay. oh. Because, oh. And I'll tell you this: this was a show that like it like I hated. I absolutely hated this show last year because this, like, the last season was, and you, I, I told you, was a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. Season six, uh, for better or for worse, they put the focus back on these characters, and I think you, as a fan of the show, would actually like the new season because they've actually are trying now, and it feels, they feels authentic to what you and I liked, although you never liked the series to begin with, Peter. I would love to see that quote plastered on a poster. What? They're trying now, Alexis. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like, on their all on their promotional campaign. That would be my review to Wonder Woman. They're trying now. Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, number seven, Luke Cage. All right, Luke Cage is a great show. Uh, great cast, great ensemble cast, great characters, great music. Uh, it, you have to see the show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Number six, Stranger Things. A phenomenon, really. It uh, was. It really this was. This is like the reverse Fuller House. It's nostalgia, and they do it right, and they yes. add something new. 
I, that, that's why I like to describe uh, Stranger Things, which is mm-hmm. nostalgia done right. Mm-hmm. The kids are amazing, and mm-hmm. I, I like it's an eight-part series, but they do it great. I, I, I fell in love with it. Um, number five, Daredevil. That second season. Season two. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like wall to wall, just like episode after episode after episode. And I really want to watch it again. At number four, I was introduced to this year, Game of Thrones. You're welcome. Thank you. What can I say? This is a show de- definitely right up my alley. And I love it. And I love all these characters. And I'll never forget the moment where Cersei uh, blew those people to smithereens. And I stood up and applauded. And I thought to myself, man, that's what I want to do one day. You, you wish that would have been this election. You heard it here first, guys. Oh, certain individuals. <laughs> At number three, House of Cards. They came back strong this year. Uh, the fourth was it this season. year? It was early last year. Oh, it was March. Such a long year. Right. You're telling me. Yeah. It was March of last year. Okay. But they came back with a strong fourth cool. season and loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, at number uh, two, Star Wars Rebels. Twilight of the Apprentice. <laughs> Come on. That was an epic, epic showdown. I shall like, kill you, Snips. Okay, that took a turn. Okay. That was what it said. Let yeah, me guess your number one. Can Mr. Marvel fanboy. He you know why he's doing it? Because it's this this is this is the stage in that show's life. Yeah. Where it's 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 now or never kumbaya. So he's He's giving it its due time. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a show that I've watched from the very beginning and that I was very uh, taken with. And I've stood by it for, what is it, almost four years now. And I feel that it's gotten better with age. And I love these characters. I love this cast. Like fine wine. Exactly. I know where you're taking that from. But in this case, that actually works. Um, I, I, I can't say it's one of those things like where it's so underappreciated it's so underrated it's it's dismissed entirely and it breaks my heart because this was a show that like personally if if it ends up going the way we expected to and if they end it i will personally be victimized <laughs> my god and i will never I, personally be victimized no seriously this is this this is my favorite show right here it's like this is the one that i absolutely mm. adore the most and if if, if marvel doesn't do Anything to say that I'll never forgive them. Okay. And I'll come after him first. You heard it here, Marvel. You could lose a long time fan. Oh my god. Do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? I mean, because you wanted to go last, I'll go next. Alright, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright. Number 10. Wait, wait, wait. Thoughts on my list? Eh. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I really like the list, it's a good list. You Every at least those, like eight of those shows. At least eight of those shows are good. At least two make me want to strangle you. But overall, that's still an 80%. That's still a passing grade. It's good. All right. Number 10, I know you absolutely hate competition shows. Yes. But I have to say, with the addition of, uh, of, uh, of Simon Cowell this season... It has been the best yet. AGT. I really like this season. Number what? Number 10. Okay. America's Got Talent. Right, right. And... Well, Simon Cowell, you know, where anything the, he touches turns to gold. The talent that they have on this show and... 
I'm sighing. I sighed. I want everyone to know that I sighed. And uh, and you have a How, Howie uh, Howie Mandel's gold buzzer. Uh, you mean Gizmo? Buzzer. Yeah, he uh, his gold buzzer uh, nomination um, actually won this year. Um, Grace Vanderwall with a twelve year old uh, girl who you know, and it's amazing. She's twelve year old, but she she commands the whole entire uh, the entire theater that they that they perform at. And uh, and it is a true wonder. I mean, there's a several uh, other people who were going there, but then but then uh, but then it was great. It was well, great. What is it, Peter? One of my shows on my list has an episode that addresses uh, not addresses specifically, but in a way, reality shows. So, is Simon back for next season? Mm-hmm. Screw Simon. He's the best. Sure. Um, number nine. This. This guy took um, a talk show and the standard talk show formula and completely turned it on the traditional talks, talk show and completely turned it on its head, and that is uh, Stephen Colbert. Um, and also, uh, also, I give credence to this. He resurrected uh, Jon Stewart, and Jon Stewart gave one of the best... Uh, to no avail. Gave one of the no best best uh, speeches that he's ever given in his career. Um, and also, uh, I have to say that he's entertaining. Oh my god. Like, he, he's the ultimate satirist. The convention weeks were amazing with him yes. and what he did. Yes. And it was also and heartbreaking the- to see him on election night. Yeah. He, and that was devastation. What, right what I do want to say about Stephen Colbert is a lot of people I think see him as second, the second fiddle to John Stewart, and I think that's really unfair. Yeah, uh, because um, they, they both do the same thing, but they tackle it very differently. And Stephen Colbert does just wholly original and hilarious things mm-hmm. that I think um, are just purely him. Yeah. You know, just they 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 are Stephen Colbert, and I I love him. He's he's amazing. And. My number eight. I have not seen the the first half of the fourth season, but I have seen the the third chunk, the third uh, the third season, mm-hmm. and I have to say that what they did with with bringing alien technology and and bringing in uh, bringing what, what are you talking about? Shield oh, is uh, agent agent to shield is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Like what they did, okay. The whole cat and mouse thing that they, that was going on with Hive, amazing, amazing. Like I've never liked Brett Dalton, ever. You never liked Grant Ward, particularly. Yeah. That's but then, a- but then, as soon as he was Hive, like right. I'm like, holy shit, I'm actually liking him. And and when he was Hive, he he gave this you know ultra performance and one of my best favorite favorite moments of the of the show. Is in a, isn't it the finale? In the finale, right, when uh, when uh, Coulson was in a hologram, 
And he said, "Such a sucker." <laughs> Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. That's and then classic he, Phil Coulson, though. And then it when he said that, that's and, classic Kalira. What are you talking about? That, that that's in character, though. Yeah, it's a, he's in character. I understand and, that. And that's uh, it's a great moment. And I was like, "This, yeah." See, look, do if, your he, thing, if you really love the Hive thing, I'm surprised you haven't seen the Ghost Rider stuff. They did great things. Ghost, Ghost Rider stuff is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they handled the the character very well. Uh, number seven? Yeah. My number seven is, um, you guys haven't seen it, but it is outstanding, and it is The People versus OJ. I think that it is, uh, I think it is a character, a char- uh, an actor's, uh, television program. Uh, Sarah Paulson is amazing as Marsha. Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. as The Juice. Was <laughs> um, David Schwimmer at first, oh, yeah. all all I could see is Ross. Mm. But then, as it as, as soon as it went on, he was very. This is the first thing he's done where I've actually noticed him since uh, I haven't seen about hear buzz for what he actually does instead of what has he done since Friends? Madagascar. He, he played the giraffe in Madagascar. Oh. Um, wow. but anyway, I also another thing that was really good about this. Was that they had a they had a John Travolta as a as Shapiro, mm. and he was fucking unbelievable as Shapiro. Like he actually like he gave this boisterous, you know, performance as like this. It's this, a great cast. This dirty, dirty uh, L.A. lawyer, you know, and you could tell that he's been at this business a long time, and to him that this business is personal. This was uh, produced by Ryan Murphy, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's great. And I have a love-hate relationship with Ryan Murphy. <laughs> and uh, and this way, from beginning to end, I loved it. It was like I was seeing the OJ uh, trials, and I was watching my I was watching uh, watching this with my parents, and who were actually lived. They lived through that. Lived through that, and they actually remember seeing going. They were home. there in the footage. Yeah. No. <laughs> They they went back they like uh, they would always come back from home, and they would turn on the TV and watch the OJ trial going on, and that was the whole thing. And also there was a there was a brilliant, um, a brilliant uh, not so subtle jab at the Kardashian family legacy that was absolutely icing on the cake. Well, Ryan Murphy is anything but subtle. Um, my number six. Is um is a depressing show, for a depressing year, but the performance of this guy alone, um absolutely kills it and nails it on the on the head, and that is The Walking Dead. Oh okay. Um, with with uh with uh with Carl? Negan, with Negan, and uh, a Negan man Jeffrey Dean Morgan is outstanding, outstanding He's as married Negan. him already seriously. God, you I have f- such a man crush on him. It's, uh, that. it's it's definitely beyond that. I think I think that I think that this show really, really. Uh, gotta go. Uh. I'm I'm sure you said that several times watching it. Yeah. <laughs> um, number five. You guys might not have noticed, but I was watching. Uh, I've been a. Uh, I was a uh, binge watching a, a show a little while ago, and uh, Wait, it's not. Just... It's oh, not okay. It's not the one that you guys were thinking. Oh, okay. All right? And you guys 
it, it shouldn't surprise you because it is a it is a very British show. Um, but I really love The Crown. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> you British son of a bitch. <laughs> You watch you, you see this? You I see saw the, the You crown. don't watch House of Cards. No. See, if it were British. It would be, that's the issue. You the should, House of Cards did it, start with a British. It did, yeah. did start yeah. with a British. Yeah. If you would have started him with that, maybe you would have got somewhere. But you had to give him American. You know he's a traitor to the colonies. Um, he's all about the crown, apparently. Um. But anyway, it was... Phenomenal show. Seriously. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. How, how have you not given up your U.S. citizenship yet? And Beats me. Become full-on British. Um, John Lithgow is great as, a, as the great prime minister. Former <laughs> prime minister, I should say. Um, Matt Smith as, uh, as Philip. Matt Smith is in there. Matt and Smith is in it. Away. It's Doctor Who. Yeah, uh, but no, but he's actually vicious and conniving. Isn't he like your least favorite Doctor? Yeah, wow. but he was really good in this one, and uh, and also you have uh, Jared Harris as a uh, King George the Sixth, mm. one that Colin uh, Colin Firth played in the King's Speech. Colin Firth. Uh, yeah. Um, he's the, he played, uh, he, he's the same character, but he's really good as the, as the, he's loving, but he's also distant because he knows he has to be in power kind of thing. And, uh, and I don't know who plays a uh, Queen Elizabeth, but whoever plays her outstanding performance from her, she is absolutely wonderful as the, as the queen. And, How many uh, episodes? um, 13. 13. Okay. Yeah, thirteen all an hour, hour long, and um, I Netflix man, Netflix is. If if you're so into Netflix, why haven't you seen Orange Is the New Black or finished House of Cards or Luke Cage? Um. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's no one British in those shows. Right. Number. <laughs> Maybe if we get a former Doctor Who actor to star in one of them. Like we'll Jessica Jones. Yeah. Um, number four, Star Wars Rebels. Nerd. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like you, like you said prior, um, Twilight of the Apprentice. Shit, man. Killed it. The Fuck. whole, the whole mall coming back thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he not for only the came. third? For the second? Third. <laughs> I don't he remember. He didn't come back once. Not twice, but three times this year. He just won't die. He's like a roach. <laughs> exactly. Um, and he he absolutely... Uh, and what Dave Filoni is doing oh, over there at Lucasfilm is really... On, on one level, it's Vader and Ahsoka, right? Vader and that Ahsoka, the man. But then what we're watching the show right now and where it's going... It looks like there's another, uh, another showdown, uh, showdown uh, between uh, two famous characters... Um, that we have not seen since uh, 1999. Fuck. Um, so I think that uh, I think that it is a very uh, it is a very uh, encompassing show, and for it is a must watch for Star Wars fans everywhere. Yeah. Um. Number three. Number three is uh, has got to be Daredevil, 
season two on Netflix. I mean, he, like John, uh, John Bernthal as the Punisher. He is the Punisher. Uh, the way that he coming soon on Netflix. Yes, yeah. and then <laughs> his his whole speech on why he does why he does what he does. His little monologue was pretty good. Uh, one batch, two batch, penny a dime. Mm-hmm. That was a very impactful scene on why he does it. You get what he what he does. You know, instead of oh, I'm grumpy all the time. I'm pissed. You know, instead of, instead of doing my noon. instead of doing that, and then uh, and then you have uh, you have Charlie. Charlie something. Charlie Cox. As a, as a daredevil. And he's good. And I like the dynamic that he has with, uh, with Elektra. And, uh, and their dynamic, what they have with each other. I really like, uh, I really like the court, uh, the court drama that it becomes yeah. towards the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, which leads up it's to some. It's about time they utilize that. Which leads up to some entertaining shit right there. And also another thing. He's only in it for like an episode, but Vincent D'Onofrio, he I don't I didn't. I think he officially becomes the kingpin. Yeah. In in the that episode, yeah. yeah. He's like, there can only be one kingpin. Well, not that he literally says kingpin. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that too. But also, he he came into his own. Like, I am the crime boss. Nobody screws with me. And, and, and it's not about you know making my city better. It's about owning you bitches, basically. And and that confrontation mm-hmm. that he had with Matt Murdock. No. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, especially. That. I was I was shaking after seeing that. It was so good, so powerful. Um, Arguably speaking, yeah. he may be the best Marvel's done with a villain. Yeah. I don't even think there's much argument to that. Yeah. <laughs> no, Vincent D'Onofrio nails it out of the park as a yeah. as Kingpin. Um, number two, a uh, little eighties nostalgia. Cheese with uh, with cheese. The, you love cheese. Yes, I love cheese. Um, with a suedo modern twist, and it is uh, Stranger Things. Uh, Who got you to see this show? I don't know. Word, of, probably him. Maybe word of, word of mouth. Word right. of mouth, really. Because my I, opinion matters least to you. I think that. I uh, no, 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 no. Because I didn't. I didn't even. Unless you told him, but at the time, I think I had, like, finished it. I didn't even know you had seen it. I think we saw it at the same time, I think. Yeah. Almost the same week. But uh, that's when, but beforehand was, was when I was I saying, saw it like, because it was getting such buzz, and we mm-hmm. were at Nettie's birthday thing, and her father was watching it, so I was like, okay. Yeah, try. and then, uh, after seeing this, I can't wait to see what they have with with the with the second season. Oh, yeah. I, I really like what they did with, uh, with David Har- Harbour's character. Um, I really like great comeback from for uh, Winona Ryder, amazing as as a uh, as Joyce Millie Bobby uh, Millie Brown. Bobby Brown Millie is Bobby amazing Brown. as Eleven. She she was damn Brits. She had very she's little. A she's a Brit. I feel betrayed. Exactly. <laughs> she has very little words, but her emotions and her facial. Expressions really. We can't have anything to kick, ourselves, can we? We can't kick it up a notch, and I think that it is definitely um, a signature Netflix show. Yeah, um, Netflix is killing it. Left they really right. are, and I can't wait to. I mean, I can't wait for next season because Sean Astin is coming back, and yeah. he's like he's another coming back, com- not coming back, but coming onto the show, and he's an icon of the eighties. 
And then my number one, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Two episodes in particular is some of the best television ever. Yeah. And who had to drag you by your neck to see this show? Who? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But anyway... Then someone else said that they watched it, and then immediately he binged it in a couple days. Throwing that out there. Thrown? God. (laughs) Yes, Um. thrown. But anyway, Game of Thrones is outstanding. I really like what they did with the show. I, I've, I've been saying, you know, I, somebody put a counter on how many times I've said the word outstanding throughout this whole entire thing. It's no Fuller House. Um, I've been counting outstanding, credence, and O. Oh. Um, I think it was, I think it's a pretty solid show. The, the, the Battle of the Bastards. That was Braveheart-esque. That was Braveheart esque. Yeah, you you said it. You said it. That's perfectly. one of my favorite battles, as I usually do. Um, just period. Yeah. Like not not even taking into account that it's TV. a television battle. Like the that battle, I think was done better than most films film battles I've seen this year. So I mean, what what they're doing with that show on HBO. Is great because we we, we we give we say a lot about um, Netflix, but mm. HBO has been killing it for years and years and years. And then that and then that final episode where uh, where number one we have uh, Queen Cersei. Oh my God! She that was the best ceremony ever. She had she has her <laughs> she has her comeuppance. She she's now on top. Um, Come on, tell me that wasn't satisfying. After the the torture she had gone through the past two seasons, which is all her own fault. But still, the, that revenge, seriously. Um, it's like I wanted to cry. And then when uh, that the Tom Tommen's uh, suicide, collateral mm-hmm. damage. Um, and then uh, and then we finally see uh, we finally see our beloved uh, Tyrion Lannister getting the respect that he deserves. Finally, yeah. As being and we me- finally see um, Daenerys leave and <laughs> travel to Westeros. Yeah, yeah. After that, I'm like, this dude, they're all. Season fucked. seven is gonna be intense. Yeah, literally, literally. Um, so I think that Game of Thrones, you know, just a, a number one beautiful visual storytelling. I love what they're doing. Uh, what what uh what's what uh Arya did with uh with Walder Frey was icing on the cake. A mm-hmm. uh, great battle. Uh, everything that that has been going on is just out. Just, just go go see it. Just go binge it right now. Um, just a couple of more that you you finished your list. Uh, yeah. Uh, just other shows I wanted to shout out very quickly. Uh, Modern Family and Big Bang Theory. Uh, I haven't caught up with every episode, but whenever I catch it on, they're like in like they're real. They're, they're up there now as far as seasons go, and they're still making quality episodes. The same goes for Orange Is the New Black. It's really great. Um, and it nearly cracked the top ten. But that was also somewhat depressing, so that's where I went with that. And it's been a good year for TV. Now, guys... Oh, shit, I thought we were finished. Now, guys, it's time to... (laughs) It's time to get a little sad. Shit. Oh, you're ready. 
Damn. You're ready. Yes. My list. Let me guess. Number Best. seven, Arrested Development. Number eight, Arrested Development. First of mm-hmm. all, it did not premiere any season this season. It didn't year. qualify in your eyes. Yes. Okay. But go if you want to go best all time, I will gladly do that. All right. Um, Our next two threes company. I'll, I'll just go ahead and name three. Because the other, I have six and three you guys already mentioned, which was Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Stranger Things. So I mentioned another three. And Game of Thrones? Yeah, Game of Well, there's, there's several. I mean, right. the ones are written down. Okay. Like, obviously, Rebels, Agent Shield. I love all of those, right. and I'm watching all of those. But for the ones I had written down. Right. Um, when is BoJack Horseman? Have you guys seen this show? No, I haven't, but it, it gets a lot heard of good love. It is both funny and insanely depressing, and it just, it just goes places that you don't see most shows go. Netflix original, right? And on, it goes there honestly. It's yes. Netflix. Oh yeah, God. yes. And it's funny because the first season, or at least the first half of the first season, it feels like it's just like another like regular, like, you know, um, it feels like it's another uh, family guy or something like that where it's just funny shenanigans and stuff like that. To me, and what, it, it, so- what uh-huh. it sounds like, it sounds like Adventure Time meets Family Guy meets... Uh, Meets uh, tell Tubbies. Sure, go ahead. What it really is is it is <laughs> what it really is is the honest look of depression in someone's life, and it's 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 this guy, um, but well not a guy a horse Bojack Horseman uh, by Will a uh, voice acted by Will Arnett who is a former uh, 90s sitcom star. So okay. he was basically in the version of Full House. So let's say he's like John Stamos or whatever. Okay. And his life, he's he's never achieved anything after that. And he's 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 looking for the the same validation and love he used to have and it just it it follows his life and the shenanigans she gets into and the guy uh who's bumming it on his couch which is played by um Jesse from uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, what's his name? Je- oh. Pinkman. Uh, Pinkman. Pinkman. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Aaron? Yeah. yeah. And several other uh, really good voice actors. And it goes t- to very dark places. And 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 uh, when it when it it sometimes gets to certain points where you think it's going to get wrapped up in a little bow, and it says no. Like life isn't like that. Sometimes, sometimes it's terrible, and you just have to live with it. And but it also at the same time is hopeful and funny, and I I I, I recommend watching it. Um, and I think the the season that was this uh, year was the third season mm-hmm. that the, 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 they put out. It's the second or third. I can't remember. Um, I think it won the Critics Choice Award for Best Animated Series. It probably did. Um, the the other show I put on here. I haven't seen all of it, but I saw the first three episodes, and I forgot to go back and finish it because you know you I, I'm really random with shows. But Atlanta, uh, which is uh, Donald uh, Glover. Donald Glover, my he, idol. He won uh, best Childish actor. Gambino, and this he wrote, uh, starred, um, created the show Atlanta, and it's it's just. 
it's really hard to describe. It's it's this guy um, he, living in Atlanta, really down on his luck. His um, cousin is a up and coming uh, rapper, and he tries to say like, "Hey, cut, let me come in here. Let me manage you. Um, uh, you know, I, I I can live good. You can live good. We can we can make it out of here and stuff like that." And it's very funny. It's very, uh, it's very quiet. It's very dry. It's not very in-your-face comedy. Mm-hmm. And 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 like Bojack, it can get dark and it, it's subtle. And it and it it like he loves to do it, a lot of commentary on race and the state of it in our country. So I recommend seeing that. Uh, another film on not a film, another show. I continually tell Kyle to watch. He's a little bitch. Um, especially since it's there's so many British. It's it started out as a British show. Black, about Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Oh, really? Which is basically a modern day um, Twilight Zone, uh-huh. and there's they um, it was originally just I think a BBC show. Netflix picked it up. Nep- it, it, it would, they um, put it on Netflix and that's where I originally saw it and I loved it mm-hmm. and then they had like a Christmas special that I think Netflix isn't did. it still going? yeah but then this uh, this year they had a full season. I think fourth season uh. which is which was six new episodes and you know moving because uh, before it w- when they had a series instead of a season it was only three Mm. And each one is is the same sort of with like Sherlock. It's like an hour and a half or something like, or just an hour. And but this one it moved to six, so it's a lot more. Um, they got really good talent. The first episode of the new season is uh, stars Bryce Dallas Howard mm. as the, the the lead for that story. Really? And each each episode is a different story, and it's all about technology and the way it impacts our lives. And right. you would think um, right. stories like that would get old, but the, they're Incredibly fresh, interesting, uh, well-told stories. The first one, um, one is a is about um, social media and the way we put so much emphasis on it. And I, I the, after I saw it, I was like, okay, like they didn't miss a beat. Jumping from the BBC to Netflix, it's all good. And the rest of it, I I really just enjoyed. That's the, shit the most talked about show from at UCSD. Uh, is it really? A lot of uh, people I've met. Talk, bring it up whenever. Oh, Black and you don't watch it. Watch it. Um, there's other shows I think I could name, but I don't think they had a season this. Or I don't think Kyle can bear it any longer. He looks like he's ready to give up. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll wrap it up there. No, no, no. Go on. No, no, no. That, that's all I had written down. But that's three really good shows uh, that I from this year that you guys should definitely check out. How long is this podcast again? We're almost going on three hours, guys. All right. And um, we haven't gotten to the obituary. <laughs> All right. That's another year worth of. <laughs> let me go. Let me go over uh, some of the people we've lost over the over the um, span of this horrible 2016 horrible 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 year. Um, we lost, uh, we lost, come on, come on, oh, okay, we lost Prince, we, we lost George Michael, we lost David Bowie, 
We've lost Alan Rickman. We lost Kenny Baker. Uh, those hurt. Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. That, that one really hurt the most for me. We lost. Uh, we lost uh, gold Hollywood icon um, Debbie Reynolds. Um, did I say David Bowie? Yeah. Yeah. Debbie Reynolds, Doris Roberts, Prince. Prince. Hello. Oh, Leonard Nimoy. George Michael. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Just like these really big icons. I mean, and also, icons. lest we forget, Carrie Fisher. Didn't you say him? No. Not yet. Oh. I said Debbie Reynolds, but I didn't say Carrie Fisher. That one really hurt for me the most. That was just sad. That, that one, it did like create a cloud over the entire day. Like I was legitimately <laughs> sad because of it. Yeah, because the the physical representation of hope died. Thank you, 2016. Oh, hope. You forgot to mention hope. That was, oh. that was a big loss. That one really hurt me. When did it actually die? I think it was a slow, gradual death. <laughs> sort of like cancer. And then it just went silently in the night. Wow. And with... <laughs> and with that, everybody... I think I think that it is a perfect time to You know what? What are you doing? I'm not gonna play us out. I'm gonna have Tori Kelly and Kermit the Frog, as always. Take us out. Good night everybody. Cut have the a, feed. <laughs> have a wonderful 2017. You just ruined this. I'm your host, Kyle Lira. Stand to the spotlight, peace. Why are we there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only Rainbows have nothing to hide So we've been told and some choose to believe it But I know they're wrong, wait and see Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers Wow, I wish I could sing like you. <laughs> Who said that every wish would be heard and answered and wished on the morning star? Well, you know, somebody just thought of that and someone believed it. And look what it's done so far. You know? What's so The dreamers and me All of us under its spell We know that it's probably magic Have you 